Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A deranged man broke into the Pelosi's home in the wee hours of the morning, mercilessly beating Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, with a hammer, fracturing his skull, seriously injuring, uh, injuring him. Paul Pelosi is expected to recover, but he had to get brain surgery. It turns out now, first, the individual was seeking Nancy, screaming, where's Nancy? And now we have information on this individual's potential motivations. While well, the media initially reported that he had anti-COVID conspiracies and was posting things about the election, it turns out he's a self-identified member of the Green Party, has a pride flag in front of his house, and is a nudist. I don't know if you can necessarily uh, put him in any camp because he's maybe just crazy, but he's an identified member of the self-identified member of the Green Party. So uh, that's the left. I mean, I know many of the higher-profile leftists would reject that, and well, you know, it is what it is. But I'll, I'll, I'll make sure we get, make, make that clear that this guy is a crazy person, and I'm not I'm not convinced that what he was doing is is uh, reflects on any coherent ideology. If someone showed up to the Pelosi's house with a clear understanding of what was going on and a political mission, I would say that was political and that was, you know, intended to be some kind of assassination. But this, this guy just seems crazy. But we'll read the story. We'll get into that. And also we have way more developments on the Elon Musk story. At first, it was reported he was going to be unbanning people. Then he said, no, no, no one's getting unbanned until a diverse moderation committee comes together and convenes. Then he said anybody who is, you know, arbitrarily banned or, you know, dubiously banned will be reinstated. So should get interesting. Uh, we'll go through that and a bunch of other stories. Some people are claiming bots are being purged as leftists lose followers. But oddly, non-leftists and conservatives are gaining tons of followers. So we'll see. Uh, so, uh, yeah, before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, support our work. Click that join us button. As a member, you're keeping our journalists employed. You're helping this show continue. You'll get access to our uncensored shows Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m., as well as Cast Castle Vlog, Tales from the Inverted World. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the video right now. You got to be the notification you want to see in the world. There's so much to go through. Joining us to talk about this and so much more is Gavin Wax. Thanks for having me back, Tim. Great to be here. Who are you? Uh, I'm a columnist with uh, Town Hall, Newsmax, American Greatness. I'm uh, the head of the New York Young Republican Club. We're the oldest and largest club in the country. And uh, I'm a co-author of an upcoming book, uh, The Emerging Populist Majority, which should uh, head to print uh, this December and uh, writing it with my co-author and a good friend, Iraq War veteran uh, Troy Olson. Right on, right on. We also got the t-shirt vendor. Hey, guys. My name is Lugardowski here of WeAreChange.org. And uh, today I decided to wear my Free as a Bird shirt. It, of course, highlights Elon Musk smoking a doobie inside of the <laughs> Twitter logo. If you like this shirt, you could get it on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. I am here. Thank you again so much for having me. I like that one a lot, Luke, and I want it. I'll, I'll mail I'll, you one. I want the one off your back. No, yeah, that'd be great. I can just give one. you a, I'm a medium. You, 
I'm a I'm a large. I was not around yesterday. Great news. I know. We needed you. Elon picked it up. Um, I know that now I see that he's starting a council. He wants to get advisors on to figure out how to go about adjudicating the system. So Elon, I am available if you want. Some people have nominated me for this council. And I can put you in touch with a lot of great free software advocates. Uh, we can get in touch with Chris. You already know Chris Pavlovsky. But we'll, we'll just start organizing a lot of the heads of the social media organizations and then see if we can start federating. And beyond, there's there's things better than federation, better than the Fediverse, the uh, like Noster, N O S T R, particularly. Uh, we'll talk more about that as it becomes topical. And I am Surge.com. Uh, liked Twitter so far. We've only been on it for like a day. It's been interesting. Well, but, right. uh, it's also been a lot of bad stuff too. And my friends, we also have a new shirt. That's right. We too sh- uh, sell shirts. Head over to TimCast.com, click store, and you can get our new design, Stand Your Ground, in honor of Roberto Jr., the noble rooster. So we have uh, shirts with the image of the, it's Roberto Jr. And he's going like, yeah, and it says, stand your ground. And we actually have flags and stickers and posters. This one is a poster, 24 by 36. And it is a rooster raising his wings and, you know, he's standing his ground. Uh, The reason why we chose this is that roosters will sacrifice their lives to save their hens. They will charge full speed at a predator they know will kill them if it, if it grants the hens even a few more moments to try and survive, be like the noble rooster, stand tall and be willing to sacrifice for the greater good and the ones you care about. I, I had the idea because we were, you know, I, I was reading about the Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me. The snake will bite you. And then I was like, but what about the noble rooster? The noble rooster who would die to save those he cares about. I mean, that's powerful stuff right there. And then I, I honestly, I just really wanted the flag. So I got a flag made. And we're going to have it. And I think it's really cool. Go to TimCast.com. Check the store if you want to pick that one up. Let's jump to the first story from the San Francisco Chronicle. What we know about David DePape, man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer. First and foremost, the story is he broke into the house. I believe it was in the wee hours of the morning, screaming, where's Nancy? That's what they've reported. And then mercilessly beat Paul Pelosi with a hammer. I mean, it's deranged and unhinged. But many people are trying to figure out what the motivations of this man was. Of course, immediately people on the right were saying, sounds like crime. It's San Francisco. Why would we assume otherwise? I think that's logical. Many on the left said, clearly, it's Republicans. It's MAGA. This is what they want for you. Well, they were wrong. It turns out he listed himself as a member of the Green Party. Voting records show DePape listed himself as a member of the Green Party years ago. So this is not somebody who just had it on his profile. It's not it's not the media just claiming it. It's actually in his records. Green Party. Yo, Green Party is leftist. Now, it's not, it's not like Antifa. It's not like Democrats or anything. It's like a, its own, you know, sect of leftists. But that's what it is. It was an unhinged leftist conspiracy theorist. When I, when, I, when I talk to people on the left and I say that the left has their share of conspiracy weirdos, they always tell me that's not true. And then you point out the weird hippie crystals, natural health, anti-government, anti-war stuff, and they say, oh, but that's not really left wing. And I'm just like, shut up, dude. Bro, the guy was a leftist. I'm not saying that's why he did it. He was an anti-government conspiracy theorist. This doesn't have to be about politics. It can be about a crazy guy, but... Yeah, being for natural health isn't a conspiracy theory, but but anyway, it, it, it's... <laughs> it, I'm not it, saying it, that. It's a way of life. I'm <laughs> saying there are con- conspiracy theorists who have like a conspiracy view of natural yeah, health stuff. It, it's kind of sad how, you know, something tragic happens, something really bad happens, someone gets seriously hurt, 
And the first thing that happens is everyone jumps online trying to blame it on some other political opponent for their own political purposes. Uh, I think it's fair to say this guy was crazy. He, he was unhinged. He was absolutely a lunatic. And he, it's horrible. It yeah, sucks what happened here. I'm, and of course, it should be always said that, that this should never happen. And, and not out of place in San Francisco, which has a massive mental health crisis. You have people like this this Green Party guy all over the streets. So, I mean, it goes without saying that it's probably just a matter of the crime, the homelessness. I think he had a house. He lived with roommates or something. But. Dude had a pride. There's a pride flag, an American flag, pride flag in front of the house, apparently. Well, he was it, he was living so in this Berkeley, is a, this is a part a, of a nudist organization and group, too. Public, a public safety investigative reporter for NBC Bay Area posted this image of this house. And there's a pride flag. That is not a right wing dude. Now, look, I, I, I agree with you, Luke. And I also I think there's an inherent problem with how we try to fairly represent this. If this was a uh, when when it was only known that he posted election conspiracy theories, they were all like saying, oh, it's, it's MAGA, it's Trump supporters. This proves it. They immediately latched on and went for the political attack. Then we find out it's a Green Party guy with a pride flag and we go, guys, guys, calm down. We shouldn't make this political. Right. That's that. That's a huge problem. I see. I'm not saying I, I know a solution. I say we should ban nudists and and put them into camps. Clearly, the nudists are surely responsible for all of this, and they were working for this all along, especially with their secret society and organization that they have set up in San Francisco, where they have been clearly popping whole, up out of nowhere randomly all the time. I'm if, telling you. What if I'm just I'm just a match? I want you to bear with me, and I want you to imagine a perfect world for a moment. Tomorrow, Nancy Pelosi holds a press conference, and she says. I cannot believe what happened to my husband. If he had a Magnum 357, this wouldn't have happened. That, I, mean, that, I am now in favor of the Second Amendment. That was my second thought. The first thought was, well, how injured was he? Hopefully he's okay kind of thing. And then the Brain second thing surgery. was like, did he have a yeah, gun? Man. Did he, he didn't fire on this, this home intruder. And he, I, I well, wish he could have God. a gun in San Francisco, bro. Yeah, yeah. So like if he had had a gun and the guy broke in with a hammer to crack his skull, he probably would have fired on the guy, put him down, and then ended the invasion. In, in that, 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 again, is a radical idea that makes no sense at all. Clearly, what we have to do here is ban hammers. Hammers are the problem. There's too many <laughs> of them. Anyone could just get them without any background checks. Anyone could just transfer a hammer to another person. Clearly, right now, the government has to intervene. Go to Home no, Depot no. immediately. No shut is, down the hammers. No, no, no. No one is actually saying ban hammers. We just want common sense hammer control okay yes no military grade hammer handles we don't want any scary hammer uh heads no you know. black hammers no black hammers at no, all no it needs to have an no orange bump, tip. Hold on, hold on. no bump stock no bump stock hammer <laughs> right can somebody right. It's, it's time to start making to meet the memes whatever lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, it, it's time to start making the memes. We need to start making memes of bump stock hammers, pistol grip hammers, pump action hammers. Yeah, Just have at it, friend. An AR-15 with a hammer, hammer attachment. <laughs>
No, no, but but, but, but you, hammer foregrip. But you brought up a great point, Ian. Uh, absolutely, people should be armed, especially if they're elderly, especially if they're living in a crime-ridden place like San Francisco, especially if they're popular and everyone knows where they live. This is not the first time that the Pelosi's have had their house targeted. Everyone should have the right to defend themselves, and whether you're a woman or someone who's elderly or someone who's who's weak or fragile, whatever it may be. What is the great equalizer is you having the ability to be able to defend yourself and a firearm does that more and better than anything else out there. I also want to know what uh, what prescriptions he was on, what pills, because this is really what it comes down to. It's a mental health crisis. We got a lot of people on these these heavy antidepressants and it sends them off the deep end. And maybe he was just a nice, hippie, peaceful Berkeley guy, you know, just living out his best life in the nude. And then he snapped. That's the real story. Maybe he ate Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then it just went like Aah! and some raw milk maybe the taco yeah. bell had a bunch of ssris in it yes. that someone just Ooh, laced in there accidentally yes. when they were working for the company and then you know that brain chemistry just got all out of whack and yep. then bada bing bada boom now never- this is not a natural health conspiracy but i do think if you eat nothing but fast food your brain is probably going to be messed up in a certain way and what I, what, I, what I mean is like simply put you're probably missing some nutrients if you're only eating a lot of this garbage like that supersize me guy he said the reason he wanted to eat McDonald's for thir- for 30 days was because if they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they clearly want you to be eating it. Their response was like, we don't expect someone to eat, to eat nothing but McDonald's. But it's like, dude, if you're selling food, people are yeah. going to eat your food. That should be the regulatory standard. It's like if you only eat your food for X period of time, what are the impacts? It shouldn't just be the one-off time you eat it. It should be a, uh, a set period of time over a month, whatever it is. Yeah, otherwise you wouldn't, should have a prescription. Right. If- if it's not, if you're not able to have it, well, I guess what do they say with alcohol? Just use it at your well, own. Well, that's how it's the prescriptions are regulated. It has an impact you over the the entire time of the prescription. It should be the same if you're for food, a month, two months, whatever it is. So here's what's funny. He they, they say in the San Francisco Chronicle that the dude had a blog with screeds about the ruling class, right wing conspiracy theories and racial slurs. Yo, the 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 popular stuff is left and right. That's the thing. Like he was Green Party. It was funny. I saw someone post. I, I can't remember who posted it. They said that like the Venn diagram of uh, a Trump supporter and a nudist Berkeley hippie is not a circle. And I'm like, it, it probably overlaps. Right. To be, to be completely like for real. A, a bunch of anti-war leftists became Trump supporters. Yep. Well, 8 100%. million uh, Obama voters, nine, nine voted yep. for Trump. I mean, there was a huge Bernie contingent uh, after the primary. I mean, this is a real phenomenon. And like you said, it's a populism that crosses partisan lines. And uh, it really just speaks to the anti-establishment nature of a lot of these guys. He's clearly anti-establishment if you're going to try to assign any kind of overarching political ideology to him. But beyond that, I mean, where this guy falls on a right-left spectrum, who knows? I mean, they, they mentioned he posted Q stuff, too. And that's why I'm like, the dude's clearly just crazy. Yeah. But if you want to play games, you know, in, in the media, well, he was a Green Party. Right. There you go. Yeah, I think when you talk about ruling class, it's really an economic issue. And that can be left or right. Or up or down, I suppose. Well, it's really not, yeah, it's not that linear spectrum. It's that square, you know, the libertarians always like to use with the authoritarian, non-authoritarian, economic, uh, statism, you know, laissez-faire. So if you put it on that, it makes a little more sense, but... He was a hemp jewelry maker. Like, I just... No wonder he went off. He's probably (laughs) blown his mind out on psychoactives, is my guess. Where's Nancy? So Daily Mail says he had a hit list of other politicians. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's behind bars. Is that what's he? What's the status? He's facing right now? attempted murder charges. Yeah. Right now. Was he going to be let he's off? He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh, there you go. Also, really? yeah. apparently yeah. anti-Semitic as well. 
I think he's just crazy. Yeah. And and, and it's the first thing. You know, it's it's funny that what's going to happen now based on the Q stuff and the election stuff is the left is going to say he's a right winger. Right. Mm. And then when you point out he's a Green Party, they're going to be like, no, that doesn't matter because he did this. You know what I mean? What annoys me about this is that you go to the city and you have attacks like this on the subway weekly, monthly, constantly. Asian Americans, Jewish Americans, whoever it is, they get attacked by lunatics like this. And those guys are out, you know, within a week from bail reform or whatever. And then obviously it finally hits home to the elites. And I'm not trying to downplay it. It's obviously horrible what happened to her husband. But it just goes to show that, you know, it's only becoming an issue and there's only going to be some serious reform. There there was a guy in New York City that was caught on a viral video putting an axe in front of a woman's face after smashing up a McDonald's, threatening to... To, to essentially and they kill him. her with it. He got out the next day. And he was on New York <laughs> One. He was doing interviews. Yeah. He was on the media circuit. And he was like, oh, well, listen, I just had a, re- it was hot. I had a rough day. And it was like, yeah, this could have been this guy. And then, and then a couple days later, he got arrested again right. from, from stealing a bike and running away after doing graffiti. And, 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 and again, this guy, of course, is going to have a very uh, stiff sentence. This guy is, of course, going to be kept in jail. Other people who commit uh, other crimes, on regular other crazy Joe people, Schmose. on regular Joe Smells, they just get let go every single day because of the George Soros appointed district attorneys Correct. all throughout the United States that have been causing havoc everywhere. And I, when I was talking about banning hammers and blunt objects, we got to understand many years, according to the FBI statistics, more people have died from hammers uh, than than rifles. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to walk around Chicago with a baseball bat. I'm well, not, depends. If you're coming from like a baseball field, like it nope. depends on how you're brandishing it, right? No? Uh, my understanding, at least this is what the cops told us. They were like, if we see you with a, with a baseball bat, we can arrest you for possession of a weapon. But typically, if you have a baseball bat and a baseball together, they could, but you probably won't get in trouble. But that's how that's how broken things are. So in, in Illinois, I'm pretty sure like the only weapon or in Chicago, the only weapon you can have it is it used to be this way pre the uh, what, what was the decision in D.C.? Was it uh, Heller? Was it Heller? I don't know. You someone want to look it up? The, the handgun decision in 2008? Yeah, it was, a hel- it was, it was Heller. Heller versus. You could only have a two foot long rubber switch for whacking somebody. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and all the criminals had guns. Right. So, you know, we know how that worked out. It's just asymmetrical warfare, you know, law-abiding citizens. You know, you're off on your own with that rubber thing you just mentioned, and good luck bringing it to a gunfight. Dude, I don't know if you guys saw this video out of New York where there's some there's a, there's a guy there's a guy in a hood on the subway, and then another guy is just walking, money with business. First guy just runs full speed, and then boom, body slams him right onto the tracks, and then runs for it. What happened to that guy that got knocked on the tracks? I don't know about that guy. I, was I know that like, several people have been killed. Yeah. What would you do if you saw people? that happen in front of you? Jump down on the tracks, grab the guy, and get him up onto the platform? You try, I guess. Like, but you don't want to land you on the third sure rail. He's not touching the, yeah, the third, third rail. rail. Yeah. And you can't touch him. You'll get locked in. Well, there's yeah. always delays. Or blown back. Every time there's a delay like that, I mean, you know what happened. You, you may not be at that stop. You may be a while yeah. away, but it's a commute. Either, and, either someone did it themselves, it's a suicide, or... One of these instances. When I lived in New York, I used to think like, okay, I don't need to work out all the time. I, I wasn't obsessed with being strong, but I was like, I need to be strong enough so that if someone falls on the track, I can jump down and get them up out of the track. I consciously think about where my head would land if I was just pushed, if, if I would make it to the track. And I just try to give myself an extra foot or two in case mm-hmm. someone comes from behind. But depending on the force, it doesn't really matter. They can get you on that, onto the tracks if they really push. And then I'm sure MTA will say, don't go down there. It's too dangerous. Don't put yourself at risk if someone falls on the track. But I, I, that was goes it, through my head. I'm like, God, I hope that guy's okay. Is it, uh, 
Luke, was it Japan or Singapore where they have glass blocking? It's Singapore. Japan. Singapore. It's Singapore. They, they was in high school when they installed those. And it's like yep. basically just doors that are exactly like the train doors. They open and then they allow you to go through the door. But and then the, the airport is glass. Yep. Oh, there's a separate, oh, yep. separate glass line. Just I for think that Japan does that too. Japan does that as well. Yeah, not and for then, crime. And then for if, suicide. If you kill yourself right. in Japan, there's particular. Uh, lines and particular access roads where there's bigger fines for the family members of Correct. the individual that killed themselves than other roadways that aren't as popular. Well, so I, your family gets fined uh, like, in Japan for, it, if you it, kill yourself. That is interesting. They have seppuku, right? Which is like a historical, a traditional thing mm-hmm. of like an honor suicide or whatever. Yeah. And so it's interesting that, that there is an element of some kind of high suicide in Japan. I wonder if that's just like a cultural thing persisted so people are more willing to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Culture, long working hours. You know, it's a, I feel it's a litany no of things. No families, no babies. They sell more adult diapers than baby diapers. Oh, oh, well, that's coming to a country yeah. near you. That's, you can't, n- population it's not coming. Cliff. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's already here. No, no, yo, yo. More ways than we, one. Went, we went to a theme park. And uh, this was a Halloween party yep. at a theme park. It was dead there was yep. no one there well this is why so, disney is shifting to like nostalgia porn yep. for like 30 40 yeah, year olds because mm-hmm. they don't have that child family market anymore nope i predicted this um recently that the phenomenon of abe simpson saying you know when i when i was young i was with it then they changed what it was and now what oh, it yeah. is is scary to me and it'll yeah. happen to you too that's not going to happen to us yeah and the reason is the millennial generation is probably going to be the biggest generation drop off and that's it. It's Children it. We're at the top of the hill, and uh, Gen Z may be a little bit bigger, so maybe it's Gen Z. But afterwards, it's going to get lower and smaller, and the population's already contracting. That's a fact. Outside of any pandemics, war, World War Three, or otherwise, the future generations are smaller and smaller. So what's going to happen is Disney is shifting its nostalgia marketing for one simple reason. They're like, we got thirty million potential millennials to sell to, or ten million kids. Sell to the older millennials. There's more of them. There's more money. If ten million little kids get brought a dollar. What are we going to get? Right. If the millennials come, they'll bring their kids. We'll get even more money, target the nostalgia. So that means they're going to keep trying to pander to the millennial, probably like a range of millennial to Gen X with right. mostly millennial in the middle. That's who they're going to be targeting. I don't think people realize when you hit these TFR, total fertility rates, like 1.2, 1.3. I mean, the, the drop off is significant. And mm-hmm. Japan is just going to be suffering like, you know, population decline in the millions for the oh, next few decades. Already, are. already same, are. Same with China. China yeah. as well. Same with majority of Europe. Yep. All of Eastern so, Europe, Western Europe. Yep. Well, so, so uh, we went to this haunted house thing. There was booze and there was food and there was rides and it was a little older crowd. It was packed. We go to the theme park, mostly for kids. I mean, like there was a zip line there that I, I, I sat on and then I was hitting the ground because they're like, I'm just, I'm a man, you know? But I, I was well under the weight limit, well under. And uh, it's like, it was like a family thing. And so we went there and it was mostly kids, but there was like 30 in the whole place. Wow. So we're, I was just, I was like, yo, where is everybody? People don't have kids. Where are the kids? I don't know. It was, did it cost money to get in? Yep. Maybe they were broke. Well, wait, well you, you like, you get a charge card to do anything in the park and then, Spend money like is, thirty bucks to get in or something. No, 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 no. Like you get a card, and if you want to do anything, you have to oh. tap the card oh, to. Oh, so if like you want to play mini golf, you tap it. If you want to go on a ride, so it's free to get in, and then it's like pay per ride. But you can't do anything unless you get a card. 
It's so, just the signs of a dying society. And then you have the other side of it is that the, the, the millennials, these young adults, they're just becoming infantilized because they're not progressing to the next stage of their life, you know, with, with a family or even, you know, other things, a business, et cetera, economic reasons. But intentionally. Intentionally. I mean, look, it's, it's great. You have a smaller population to control. It's a lot easier than a, a population growing that has to worry about its posterity. I mean, you got these leaders in, in Europe like Merkel, you know, she's not there anymore, but none of them had children. So what do they care? What do they care about the future of their their nation state, whether it's Germany or uh, yeah. France, whatever yeah. it is? Kamala doesn't have any children yeah. as well. Yeah. Does Justin okay. Trudeau have any kids? Let's see. I, I don't know. Don't know. Probably cousins in Cuba. So I, I wonder didn't... if it's these devices. <laughs> this is what Doctor Phil was saying. Oh yeah, he's three kids apparently. Um, hmm. Doctor Phil was like, it's the first generation of people raised on these devices right. from since yes. 2007. Yeah. It's this, and then you've got the fentanyl that the Chinese are putting into yeah. the Mexican cartels that are being shipped up to destroy our culture that way. I don't know did, if that's did, the intention, but that's what's happening. It's like the opium war. Did you guys and the food supply? Did you guys see the viral video where it's like this TikTok young teenage girl, Gen Z girl, being like, "My mom won't give up her CDs." And she's filming and she's like, this is my family's CD collection. And my mom won't get rid of them. And then her mom is standing there. She goes, I am not getting rid of them. I got rid of my albums. Then they came back. I want my CDs. And she goes, mom, I can play any one of these songs faster on my phone. And she goes, no, it's because I don't remember these bands. She's like, I like Oingo Boingo. I wouldn't even remember that they were around unless I looked at the CD. Mm -hmm. But what's fascinating in that interaction is the young kid raised on the phone is like but i can just play go and it's like you are too young i suppose to understand no no i'm sorry youth isn't the uh, isn't the the reason for it you are lacking in context and information mm -hmm. there were people who gave up their vinyl collections thinking like vinyls going out the window vinyl never died mm, now all of a sudden they're they're worth tremendous amounts of money yep. you go to these resale shops antique shops and it's like the prices are going up and up and up mm -hmm. so so yeah, this woman's like, I'm not giving up these CDs. There's going to be a nostalgia factor. People are going to want to pop those CDs in. But she makes another really good point. Yo, when I put on music on Pandora on Spotify, I don't even know half the bands that are playing. Yeah. I don't grab my phone and then type in music. So the like young, we don't know phone numbers anymore. Right, we don't know phone numbers yeah. anymore. But, but the, the main point is, the commentary I saw on this is, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah. This little kid is like, just rent the idea of music from the machine mom. What's the problem? <laughs> and the mom is like, I want my music that I own. Tangible. I like That's that right. you phrased it, that it was really the problem was the ignorance of the kid. Uh, it was the ignorance of the human that was like, didn't realize the benefit of like, if they had a vinyl, because it's not Gen Z that's the problem. It's the ignorance. And a lot of times kids are ignorant just because they're kids and they don't have the world experience yet. Some kids actually aren't ignorant because they have right. fantastic parents. Well, and some old people are extremely ignorant, you know, so it's not you that, that's the issue. But has any generation in, in human history gone through so much technological, societal, cultural change in such a short period of time? I mean, these are things that typically have happened over centuries, millennia. I mean, if you look at a, a regular Joe Schmo from 1820, is he that much different from 1720, 1620, 1520? I mean, yeah, there's things on the margins, but the change from, say, post-World War II to today is on a scale that we've never seen before. And I feel like it's almost evolutionary at this point. And I think it's leading to a lot of the psychological issues we're seeing, a lot of the mm -hmm. mental health crisis. I mean, people can't cope with this change. They're just not, it's not ingrained in them. Yeah, you would think that with access to the world's information, you'd be able to solve every problem and that every problem would be solved as a result. But just because we can, does obviously the test is shown, doesn't mean that we will. Correct. 
Uh, yeah, I think this has been the most rapid advancement in the human consciousness ever, ever. in the history of our and species. We, and it's, it's all novel. We don't know. Like, we're, we make fun of, you know, the millennials, the Zoomers, whatever they are. But, you know, there, there's really nothing to look back on. There's no historical point of reference. I, I hope what really happened is that, like, aliens showed up at Roswell. And then, you know, it was an accident. And they're like, ah, oh, crap. Meet with the government. And they're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you rapid communications technology to bring your, your people up to speed. And they're like, all right. And now the aliens are sitting back laughing as if they gave chickens like ultra weapons and they're just watching us be really dumb with it. They're like, they're going to wipe themselves out with this da- data impropriety, you know, right. what they're doing. People, I mean, people don't understand the, the, the algorithmic manipulation. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. I don't know if it was Elon Musk that said this. Said this. I think it was. He said, the, the current thing may actually be chosen by an algorithm. So there, there are people who are like on the trends on Twitter being like, I, I, I like mustard ice cream. And it's like a robot just decided to promote that one day. And right. now you're marching in lockstep with it. The algorithm is the, the new Holy Spirit of our mm-hmm. world. Exactly. It's just touching things in different ways. But uh, what, what you were saying before about, you know, how they're, you know, the people aren't processing, you know, all these new innovations, et cetera. I mean, it's the same way of looking at it as... Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's like you you get a new toy and it's just like you know a new a new gadget, a new car, and you're just obsessed with it. You're just diving into it head first, and that just becomes part of you. That's your whole existence now. And I feel like we're seeing that on a generational scale. It's just this obsession, this tech focus. It's but everything that we've designed, whether it's all this access to knowledge, we're not becoming smarter, we're not solving problems. All this access to social networks, communication, we're becoming more and more disconnected, more atomized. It's all having this well, counter effect. I think one of the issues that we're facing clearly is that um, there's just too many people and we're not guiding reproductive wa- reproduction wisely. So maybe the first thing we need to do is maybe like a, 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 a great reset down mm. to like 500 million people. I don't know if that's the right marketing then, term. Then we'll guide uh, uh, population right. uh, reproduction. Uh, what, 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 is, what did the Guidestones say, Luke? I, I tried to do it. 800,000? No, no. The Guidestones said guide reproduction wisely or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the that's that's the idea, right? The idea they, they know better. Everyone knows better except us. Well, the algorithm is producing reproduction digitally. I like that you phrase that that it's like the Holy Spirit. The algorithm is our current. Is that what you said? The whole yeah, the Holy, the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Yeah. Because imagine if someone owned God and they were able to control it and they knew what it was doing, but no one else knew what it was doing, and make everyone think and see one particular thing when they want them to see it. You guys don't and trust ban the particular ideas against that particular thing that they want you to believe social in. engineering you know, that, you know, that's god like power you know it'd be crazy you know how they've been trying to do this augmented reality thing for a long time right like google glass was like a rudimentary version where you'd look up to the right and there's a little screen there right now they've got the meta pro quest bombing. or whatever and like the idea is they're like goggles and you'll see the re- the real world but it'll augment it imagine in the future they tell everybody you know, you can see through these glasses, you'll see everything like normal, and then you'll also see the augmented reality stuff. But the augmented reality stuff is very easily discernible from real life, right? The graphics aren't as good. Until it's not. And then one day, everybody sees the same thing across the sky, an explosion, 
and they don't realize it's actually a trick in the augmented reality. You see what I'm saying? Or they don't want to take it off because they take the glasses off and everyone's fat, ugly, and miserable. So they put it back on. Everyone looks beautiful. Well, what, I, what I'm saying is fake events happen where everyone everyone thinks with my AR goggles, I choose what AR I see. So I'll load up my menu and I'll go like this, like this. Okay, uh, Facebook and then you know Twitter and then tweet, da, 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 send. And then all of a sudden, kaboom, explosion in the sky. And they think it's reality but it's actually augmented reality. But everyone sees the same thing, reports seeing it, and then everyone assumes it really happened when it didn't. Yeah, Yeah, I've been noticing a trend on Twitter the last couple of weeks where at the top you get that for you big thing and it says video about fill in the blank was doctored, experts say. This video, recent video about White House correspondent was doctored. Video was doctored. Video was changed. So like this is like in the last two weeks, I've noticed this probably like four times or five, maybe four times. That they're, I mean, the age of deepfake is upon us. Whether or not that's going to be AR or just actual video that we watch on TV, we don't even know. Or they'll accuse real things of being deepfakes. So there was a a story in the press that uh, Ron DeSantis met with Clarence Thomas the day before the Dobbs decision came down, ending Roe v. Wade. The real story was that a year and a day before, the media runs this story without fact-checking it. And now the guy who, who wrote a secondary, it was a secondary source reporting. So emails get released by a nonprofit. Raw story writes a story. Independent copies raw story. Independent then realize, oops, we got it wrong. Guy says, I'm so embarrassed to take it down. But think about this. The defamation of lying about somebody in an election is the cost of doing business for these people. If, if you can win a governor, governorship mm. for four years, mm. is it not worth the $50 million defamation lawsuit? Hey, man, these races cost more than that. Right. So you can these we're getting to the point where Fetterman's campaign's been just making things up. Imagine how dark it's going to get. I was on when I was on when I was on Rogan's show. This was like a year ago. He asked me how I felt about deep fakes, and I said I'm not. I don't think it's going to get that crazy. I think it won't be. Pl- no, no. And now I'm like, I was way wrong. They're going to make a deep fake. And it's going to be a grainy video of Ron DeSantis with supporters to make it look like it's a cell phone. So it's easily faked. And he's going to say something not ridiculous, just kind of bad. Right. The, 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 the real effective stuff is not going to be Ron DeSantis coming out and screaming the N word. It's going to be him Subtle. saying it's going to be him saying something like, look, when it comes to covid, there's only so much you can do. So, yeah, are people going to die? A lot of people are going to die. I can't be bothered with it all the time. Something like that, where it's like believable. And there's. There's going to be a Wild West period as this tech rapidly develops that there's no legal precedent for the defamation, like you're saying. So how are they going to treat these deep fakes? What are the repercussions going to be? And it's going to be an insane period of time before the law catches up, if the law and the regulatory system ever catches up. It may never. You can't. Yeah. These things are going to appear in court. Yeah. And then um, a, a video, not only that, a real video will appear in court. And someone will be like, I filmed this guy punching a dog. And he'll say, oh, yeah. deep fake. You won't believe it. And right. then, and then the, your, dude, it's this simple. The grand call, deep fake defense. Call a lawyer. You, you, you get your lawyer. Your lawyer finds an expert. And they said, your lawyer calls 10 experts. Here's the video. Is it a deep fake? Nope, that's real. Okay. Expert number two. Is it deep fake? No, it's real. Number three. No. Four, five. Finally, expert number 10. It looks like a deep fake to me. Excellent. You're hired. Would you like to appear at this trial? <laughs> Then he shows up and says to the jury, I am a video expert. I've been working for 20 years. I watched the video. It does not seem genuine. Hmm. Now this dude who actually committed a crime could, could maybe even get off twice just because the technology exists. Right. So when we have experts in court, are we, should we have to say how many experts were interviewed and then how many experts were chosen? No. Of the 12 experts, this, the one that we chose says this. The other nine or 11 nope. said this. That's uh, not how it works. I think we need more transparency in our legal system, especially with software code. 
And apparently with experts, end quote, if we're going to be putting people on the stand. But Ian, what if, what if, okay, let's try to, let's, how about another scenario? A crazy uh, extremist makes a deep fake of you punching a dog. You get arrested. You go to an expert and he goes, you're, you're Ian Crossland from, from Tim Kiss. Uh I don't, I don't want to be involved. I, I, it's real. It's real. And they go through nine experts who all say the same thing. Like, dude, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be targeted. It, it's, it's a real video. And then finally they get one guy who goes, I don't care what show you're on, Ian. I watched the video. I did the analysis. It's fake. And then you go to trial and they say, but let's pull up the nine other experts. And they all go, oh, it's a real video. Please, please don't burn my house down. It's a real video. What? What's so, sad about all this is we could talk about, you know, the theoretical implications of these deep fake technology. But, you know, you have this media class that will publish defamatory hit pieces without even using deep fakes. They'll just claim you said something, you believe something, you are something, white supremacist, racist, Nazi, whatever. And they don't need a deep fake. They'll just print it, put in the headline. And that's what you are. You're branded. And there's no recourse, which goes back to, you know, the, the state of our defamation laws. And it's only going to get worse with the deep fake. It's only going to get worse, but it's pretty bad right now, and we have no solution. Cultural Let's, reinforcement, man. I, I think about, like, I, I feel like the only solution is to get people to come together to believe in the things I believe in in order to survive this crazy ride. There's no con national consensus ever coming back and, anytime soon. And, you know, I... I don't know. How do you let's do it without manipulating people? Let's jump to this next story. Let's get to Elon Musk here. So from TimCast.com, Twitter accounts will not be reinstated until new content moderation council convenes, says Elon Musk. He says Twitter will be forming a content moderation council with widely diverse viewpoints. No major content decisions or account reinstatements will happen before that council convenes. Let me just break this down for all you guys. First, it is a victory, a tremendous victory that Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. I'm glad to see that something good is happening. But Elon, like us, is making a mistake. Earlier on in the show, uh, in a pre previous segment, for those that are just tuning in, for those just tuning in, we mentioned that the person who attacked Paul Pelosi at the Pelosi house was a leftist. We also went on to mention that he does have a bunch of weird conspiracies, is a nudist, and is probably just a crazy person. Meanwhile, leftists are trying to claim he's a MAGA guy because he denied the election and posted Q stuff. At any moment, in every moment, the left will outright just be like, it's MAGA. Marjorie Taylor Greene said, we won't forget the companies that stopped donating because of 2020. And a prominent Twitter leftist said, this is a direct threat and it's why Pelosi got attacked, blah, blah, blah. They go to the extreme end. Elon Musk is telling us right now, He's going to invite them to sit down and discuss how to handle censorship. You see, before Elon bought Twitter, he said the appropriate solution should be where there's a compromise and everyone's a little unhappy. But he doesn't realize the conservatives, the independents, the libertarians, post liberals have already compromised, saying outright, we accept the left will say naughty words. We just want to be able to express our opinions. The left then says, we want you banned and we can do whatever we want. There's no compromise there because you've got one side that already compromised and the left saying to everything or nothing. If Elon Musk is going to form a, 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 a moderation council and invite the woke left in to go, but my feelings are hurt when he said it was ugly, then he's going to go, all right, well, let's give the left a little bit of what they want. The only problem that is literally what Vijaya Gade and Jack Dorsey did. Jack Dorsey and Vijaya were basically running Twitter like, okay, conservatives don't care that leftists are on the platform. They won't leave. 
So we don't have to do anything for them. They're content. But the left will leave unless we ban some conservatives. Here's the compromise. We don't ban all of the conservatives, only a few to make the left think we're doing something and then the right won't leave because we're not banning everybody. That's the problem. This will not work. It's a bad move. And Elon needs to go in now independently of his own volition and release the political prisoners. And he needs to accept he is responsible for this. And there's no diverse viewpoint that's going to solve the problem. Amen. And I hope this is just fluff to cover, you know, his tracks from a PR perspective for any next moves. But he has to come out guns blazing, you know, open up the prison cells, release everybody and just overwhelm the left with all the reforms and changes he's going to make. Because if he starts doing it piecemeal, they're going to just attack it piecemeal and they're going to divide and conquer. And it's going to be this messy, drawn out situation with this ridiculous, fluffy sounding council, which honestly sounds no different than things they've done in the past. It's exactly what they already were doing. Yeah, if you're going to build a council, don't build a council of people to decide who gets banned and who gets unbanned. Get a council of people to decide how to build a system so that the bannings and unbannings can happen judiciously. Right. Nothing good comes out of committee. Tell us about Minds. The Minds jury system system. is legitimate. I think this is the way to go. So what happens is if you're on Minds and your stuff gets flagged, uh, someone in the administrative team will be like, okay, that... They got flagged, they got banned. And then if you don't agree, you appeal it. It goes to people that have opted in on minds to the jury system, like up to 12 or more random people. Get the content. It says, does this violate the terms of service? Then they have an opportunity to swipe right or swipe left if they're on their phone or whatever, or say yes or no, if it violates it or if it doesn't. So if enough people say, yeah, it violates it, you're still banned. You can appeal it maybe twice. You can three times. Uh, if you say, no, it doesn't violate it, you get a majority of people, then it's unbanned. And then if it gets flagged again, goes back through the process. Now, but if someone, a, if, a, if, a, if a jury member is saying it doesn't violate the terms, but it does, and they keep repeatedly doing that on things that keep coming up and they keep getting it wrong, they eventually lose their ability to be on the jury. That shouldn't happen. I, I disagree because I think people will abuse it. They, what they'll do is they'll vote how they want it. I want it to be on the site, but that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking if it violates the terms. Jury nullification is exactly... I think this shouldn't be illegal and I won't convict someone Doesn't, for it. Well, nullification needs to exist. And, and hold on. The reason why I think that's a bad move, a bad element of it, is that let's say the platform becomes dominated by really awful people who want to see free speech banned. Wikipedia. And there's, and there's a hand, exactly. And a handful of people are saying, this didn't break the rules. Why are you saying it did? And then all of a sudden, Minds comes down and says, look, the majority has repeat, repeatedly said you're wrong, so we're removing you. Well, then what would happen Dissent is dissent must be allowed. To I remain. think what would happen is an admin at Minds would review if it, if like a bunch of people are saying it's not violating, it's not, but it is, and then you're like, okay, who are all these accounts that keep saying it's not violating? Why do they keep saying it's not when it is? They you you start doing f- both. It sounds. Why are they saying paper? it's violating when it doesn't? It sounds good on paper, but this is how Wikipedia devolved, and you have this this organized, ideologically driven minority maybe on that platform that decides the edits that approves the edits that controls the entire editing hierarchy it will be taken over fabian That's style just, but, but the well, argument look, is because it's a random selection of jurors every time that but you there's can't, no there's no um cabal right but you can't punish a juror for giving their honest thoughts you can downrank their no, that's, their that's, ability if they're not accurate no this needs to be not a, yeah. absolutely not i think so it's a private so, company make it a dictator imagine imagine out. if we said in public in a legitimate criminal trial you're like, this guy is not guilty. And they're like, well, everyone else said he was. You must be wrong. We're not going to let you be on a jury trial anymore. That is insane. Well, this you, have isn't, a, you, have, you have a civic duty and if, right. If it's illegal, it's off, it's off the site. I mean, if it's, I if it's an illegal thing and someone's saying it's legal, then I don't think they should be a juror. 
I, I, I understand that. But that means you have to review every single person, whether they said it was good or bad. Or you can, algor- yeah. you can algorithmically calculate people that are inaccurate and then just over time downrank. It's the, the Holy Spirit again. It's the algorithm. But the algorithm would be public. It would be like a free software algorithm that you can go on GitHub and look at. So, so the facts matter here when it comes to this particular case. And there's a lot of other things happening uh, behind the scenes. There's a lot of things happening with a coordinated media push right now to try to get advertisers off of Twitter. But uh, Elon Musk just 20 minutes ago tweeted that there have been no changes to the Twitter content moderation policies. He also tweeted today that, quote, comedy is now legal on Twitter. Michaela Peterson responded to him and asked, hey, can, can you get my father back on the platform? And he said specifically, quote, anyone suspended for minor and dubious reasons will be freed from Twitter jail. That's a direct comment from Elon Musk on his official Twitter account. Now, let, let's factor this in. A lot of people have been banned on Twitter a crap ton of them. Would you want to be the one solely responsible looking at that list saying, okay, 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 no, this guy did something bad here. Going through all the history here, I wouldn't want that responsibility. I wouldn't want that job. This is why he's announcing some kind of counsel. How will he handle it? It's going to be interesting. I just hope he's not being swayed by the Washington Post that, by the way, uh, again, I talked about this yesterday. Bill Gates literally is putting money into organizations to launch attacks on Twitter right now. Pressure he has been doing this and, and has been planning this for months. The Washington Post came out today and is telling people how to turn off their advertisements on their settings on Twitter so they could sabotage Twitter and, of course, the money that they get from advertisers. GM just announced that they're temporarily suspending ads on Twitter. What will happen moving forwards? Well, I'm still optimistic. His tweets are saying he's going to 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 make sure that he's going to undelete the censored people on, on, on social media, including people like Jordan Peterson. I'm hopeful. I think he's going to do it, but I think it's going to take time. He needs to hold the line. He needs to realize it's going to be tough in the beginning, obviously with the advertisers, the pressure campaigns, etc. But they have nowhere else to go from an advertising perspective. They're going to come back. This was never going to be a financially lucrative deal, at least not for a long for the long run. Twitter was never making money. So the advertising is just sort of putting off some of the financial losses that the company's suffering. But at the end of the day, he needs to come out. He needs to be bold. He needs to unban these people immediately. And if he dilly-dallies, if he dithers, they're going to smell blood. They're going to jump on it and they're going to come after him. And his reputation's on the line because he, you know, this was a massive ordeal that he undertook. And, you know, I think I agree with everyone here. It's going to be better no matter what on the margins. But if he backs off and he doesn't fulfill it, I mean, he's going to look like a total fool. Uh, I mean, he's a total fool. He owns the company. It's private. He has full dictatorial powers effectively to set these standards. He could, you know, devolve some power to some stupid council. But at the end of the day, he should come out, set the standards, set the the maxim from everything to follow. And if they follow it, good. And if they don't follow it, well, he has other problems. Or at hands. least, I hope you're wrong, but, but I, I kind of agree with you that he should at least... Do the basic ones. Jordan yeah. Peterson, Project Veritas. That's going to be a good Babylon B. Yeah. I mean, just those basics alone are, are clear, obvious. You don't need a committee and a commission to, to figure out right. that that was absolutely wrong for those people to be censored. Right. And the people down the hierarchy, you know, these minor accounts, these no-name people that were banned for a variety of reasons, that's going to be more complex and it's probably going to take a lot of time and logistics. Yeah. Fine. We all understand that. But it takes all five minutes, like you said, to look at Jordan Peterson and say, OK, bring him back on. Elon crossed the Rubicon. He, he declared war on the cathedral. They've run and, and in panic, and he's taken Rome. It is now his empire. He needs to just accept what he's done and make the changes he wants to make. Yeah. I don't understand why he would not immediately reinstate the Babylon Bee. Everyone knows 
He did this because of the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee did literally nothing wrong. He said comedy is allowed once again. The first thing he could have done, and if I was Elon, I'd take my phone, I'd press record, I'd walk in the front doors of Twitter, I'd look at the camera and go, hey, guys, hey, who works here? Unban the Babylon Bee. I'm filming. Get it done now. I'm counting. I'm glad you made the Caesarian reference because Caesar came into Rome and was forgiving and, you know, gave everyone a second chance. And then Brutus, you know, stabbed him in the back and the rest of the Senate. So he cannot go into Rome and take this yep. Caesarian approach that he's going to, you know, love his enemies and give everyone a second chance. All the optimates and the and the senators and the rest of the Twitter Twitterati elite. He needs to come in with an iron fist and crack some skulls and just make it clear that this is the new law of the land and we're not backing down and they will they will back off but at the same time if he does something he's going to have thousands of people come to him what about me what about me can you do me can you do me can you do me and that's a lot of pressure from a lot of powerful people that were censored incorrectly within and he's the only last few he's years. only one guy he needs 15 minutes in between you know what i mean i, I think you come into rome you immediately Lay out your new constitution and then give the power to the people to govern themselves. We don't even we don't even need I to agree. Grow. Protocol with jury system, uh, um, constitutional values. Unban anyone that didn't violate U.S. laws wherever the headquarters. San Francisco is the headquarters, right. so it doesn't violate California state law. Then it unbanned right from the beginning. Then you decide if you need to ban them for a terms of service. So all the, also, all the terms of service are going to change now. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, as well, yeah, the misgendering policy's got to go. Not right. every word, but it's up to Elon. He can be as creative as he wants with it's, the terms it's, of service. It's, it's this simple. Check out the mind's terms, Elon. Make it a protocol. Give yourself access to the real estate. Make the real estate sellable, the advertising real estate, as, an, as, a, as a commodity or asset on a public protocol. And then you, you effectively give yourself, you make it worth substantially more money. You remove moderation requirements from you and say, if someone, look, here's the way I describe it. If Coca-Cola buys a billboard, in Times Square. And then I go stand in front of it holding up a sign with a picture of something really awful. Is Coca-Cola going to call up their ads, the ad buyer and be like, hey, hey, or their ad seller and be like, well, oh, well, why is there a man standing in front of my sign saying naughty words? They're going to be like, because he's standing on a public street. Next right. question. What's why are you wasting my time? We should not be looking at Twitter in this way. If, if you want to advertise where the conversation is happening, you recognize people say things you don't like. Period. Right. They make it a protocol. They make it interoperable with other platforms. They remove their ability to moderate anything and say law enforcement can handle it. And also with the advertising, I mean, this was a dying platform. It, this is mostly used by journalists, certain niches of society. It's not this mass public platform like an Instagram or even a Sna or even a, a TikTok. It is a platform for, you know, different degrees of elites, essentially talking to other elites and then a few people liking it. The advertisers will come when he creates, when he turns it back into a platform that people want to be on, people want to engage in, have engaging people, and it's not this controlled, manipulated, bot-infested platform, which it is now, which is, and he bought it extremely overvalued. So he turns it back to what it should be. The advertisers will return, and any political disagreements they have in the interim will be, you know, things yeah. of the past. I actually posted a, an old video of Elon Musk talking about Twitter, making fun of, uh, I, I posted this on my shorts on my YouTube channel, which people could watch. I definitely recommend 
recommend you watch that because Elon Musk talked about his plans for Twitter. He talked about how it's absolutely crazy that it took Twitter one year to work on something like an edit button. Right. <laughs> he, he then went on and was like, you know, we should make this like WeChat. And, in, and WeChat is something that's not really popular here in the United States. But in places like China, everyone depends on WeChat for virtually almost every aspect of their life and existence. You do everything. That's you do scary. everything on WeChat. And this is the type of vision that he has... X that he might transform and, and change Twitter to, to X. Yep. And again, Twitter made some horrible, absolutely idiotic decisions when it came to their business. They, mm -hmm. they ruined Periscope. They ruined Vine. They had the TikTok before TikTok even existed. Rid of it. TikTok right now is dominating all the social media platforms yeah. with so many users, with so much engagement, with so much uh, just short-term uh, gratification for a lot of individuals, whether it's good or bad, that's debatable. But, but YouTube... And, and but excuse me, Twitter had that live stream ability, had that TikTok ability, and they just threw it in the trash. They deprecated wanna, everything. It's been a history of deprecating features, refusing to release features. It's it's interesting that in the last year with Twitter Blue, with the edit button, with a whole litany of other features, it's all come out of you know the woodworks because up until then it was just a series of they had fleets for a while. I remember fleets. Yeah. <laughs> they got rid of fleets. That was a little. It was they a little literally rough. had Vine. They right. had the they opportunity had Vine, exactly. to, to be the the number one marketplace right. video service right now. They had. They could have been it. And arguably, if you make a comparison to Facebook, if Facebook had not acquired Instagram, Facebook would be done by now. I mean, Facebook, its platform is is dying. It's Instagram that keeps it afloat. Had Twitter successfully kept Vine, they would have been in a totally different position today. Absolutely. I want to I want to pull up this story from TimCast.com. Advertisers threaten boycott if Trump reinstated to Twitter. Clients from ad agency that spend $60 billion per year in media spending will pause all ad purchases if Trump's account returns. Why? Why? Are advertisers saying we don't want Trump on the platform? What do these things have to do with each other other than these are ESG companies? It's politically motivated. Elon Musk needs to recognize this. Yeah, these are but it seems like he's he's bowing to it. Well, these are what do you call impact investors, and they're willing to throw money at political causes. They want to see someone other than Donald Trump be elected. The nice thing about owning this company and making it private is that he doesn't, when you have a public company, yeah, you have not only do you have shareholders, then you even a public a public, private company that you have that you co-own with someone else. Like in the case of mines, Bill and John ran it together. They each owned half. It was hard to get stuff done because if Bill wanted to do something, it had to go through John. And if John didn't want to do it, it didn't happen. So I imagine at Twitter, there's like six guys all with veto power. Impossible. Like you said, it took a year to get an edit button right. through. Now you got one owner. He says, yes, it gets done. Right. It's, so the, dic it's the power yeah. of the dictator. There's also a global corporate collusion with bankers happening uh, under the name of the ESG. And I think this has a lot to do with it, because if they can have companies literally uh, jumping whenever the bankers want them to jump, uh, singing whenever the bankers want them to sing, doing whatever the bankers want them to do under this social credit score, this corporate social credit score, this is another element of it that we have to understand here. This is a coordinated effort by a lot of very powerful people, Bill Gates being one of them, putting all of his money into institutions saying, hey, hurt Twitter now. Twitter is a threat against me, my empire, my money. Right now, people are going to be able to talk and find out all the lies that I told them. People are going to find out all the horrible things I did to them. Red alert right now. We need to shut Twitter down, get all the advertisers. And again, Elon Musk has actually addressed this. He talked about doing a subscriber-based model. He talked about changing the financial aspects of, of Twitter. So so he sees this, this attack coming as right. well. But we got to understand here, there's very powerful people right now that are going to be looking 
looking at Twitter as a direct threat against their hegemony on the narrative, on the conversation, on the truth. That's you, the Brutus metaphor of what you were saying earlier. Yeah. The longer Elon holds this hot potato, the more of a target he right. becomes. So he, he needs he to release come it. Come out forceful, make these radical changes and overwhelm them, which is what the left does when they're in power. You can make a comparison when Trump was in his office for the first four years. He he dithered, he dallied. He could have done a lot more things until he waited to the last few months, which was sad. But you make a good point from previously. It, it really goes back to if you build it, they will come. They could have this hissy fit. They can pull out their money. But if he's truly going to turn this into a new revolutionary platform, move it away from this advertiser beholden structure into something more WeChat, better tech, better features, and the, the masses come back to Twitter, what are they going to do? They're not going to be able to hold off for long because they're missing a massive market uh, for, for potential advertising you know, supply. Well, so they're not going to turn that down. Someone super, it's me, super chatted. Elon needs to charge $5 to tweet at Trump only. Make the rest ad free, one trillion a year profit. <laughs> <laughs> All the Trump reply guys, it's like, well, if you tweet at Trump, it's five dollars, <sighs> and then they would just fund the whole the whole platform. That's, That's it. That's how you monetize. There you go. Twitter it's right it's there, as simple yeah. as that, huh? I asked Bill Ottman if he wanted to federate minds with Twitter, Parler, Rumble, and Truth Social, and he was like, hell yeah, except not the Fediverse because of the limitations. And it was just a, a vague interaction we had, but he pointed at Noster, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show. N O S T R. It's a it's a protocol. Um, uh, let's see, and you can go to Noster. It's on github.com slash noster dash protocol. Uh, so I think what's going to happen is all these networks are going to be able to interoperate. Like you'll be able to see truth social content while you're logged in because the problem with the Fediverse is it doesn't have a universal login. So it's going to aggregate everything. Yeah. Yeah. With Fediverse, you'd have to log into like Mastodon to view everything that's federated. And then if Mastodon wants you banned, you can't view anything anymore because you're Mastodon account. We can't write off all tech because all tech definitely pushed Twitter and obviously he's pushing Elon. It's led to a lot of the tech features they've begun to release. So it's, it's done its job. I hope... Elon's, you know, revolution at Twitter doesn't totally, you know, negate everything that you guys are building and others are building. I think I we can take it offline, too. Like, we could have web, uh, mesh networks locally with this software, with this Twitter and Minds, all this stuff, where, like, I can tweet at you if you're nearby without having any kind of internet, just on our devices. Hmm. Yeah, look, I think I'm Elon needs to communicate that. much more and much more quickly because I do not see any logic or reason why certain accounts like the Babylon Bee haven't been reinstated. More importantly... Uh, James Lindsay, he got banned for calling someone a groomer who was, li you know, is literally is, is, a groomer. He's not uh, insulting LGBTQ people. He's literally targeting. So he was, it was a, uh, calling out somebody who was grooming kids. He was banned for that. There are many things that Elon could have walked in and snapped his fingers. If his complaint is that it took him a year to make an edit button, then it's like, okay, I get it. We're on, we're on day one and a half or whatever. But that's why communication is important. Cat turd tweeted. It's it's it, Elon's taken over. Nothing's changed. Elon said, I'll be digging into this more today. Then he comes out and says, we won't do anything, anything until our, our committee happens. Are you kidding? OK, dude, look, I feel like it's it's if Elon doesn't immediately just pull out the lightning bolt of Zeus and throw it, he's going to keep sitting down, having conversations like Dorsey. I'll, I'll put it this way. The old trope about the president getting elected. And, you know, he's on the campaign trail saying, I'm going to end the wars and I'm going to get the price of gas down. Then he gets into office, the CIA, the FBI, DHS, they all slam all these folders on his desk and say, you can't. And here's why. And then instead of pulling a Trump where Trump goes, excuse me, excuse me, I don't know. I don't care. Get this out of here. I'm doing what I want. We're getting the troops out. And then they all lost their mind and tried to get rid of him. Elon's going in there and, and, and I worry. And I don't know. It's only been day one. 
but he may go in and pull a traditional presidential trope in that he goes, I'm going to unban everybody and I'm going to do these things. He sits down and they go, okay, now this advertiser does 300 million per year. They said that if Trump is on the platform, they won't advertise with anymore. If you don't have that money, we lose this core of the company. And then this company says, we don't like Milo. They complained. If you have him on, and then Elon's going to go, okay. So if I have these 10 people banned, we keep all this money and the platform keeps working. All right. Well, I guess I'll compromise there. I had a conversation with a tech CEO a long time ago of a big, big social media platform. And they told me, it's a guy. And he said, Tim, I don't want to ban these people, but if I don't ban this guy, everyone loses the platform. So what am I supposed to do? And I was like, I don't know, grow a pair of balls, call the bluff of these companies, look them in the eye and say, if you don't want to advertise on the platform that everyone is on and you want to make yourself irrelevant, by all means, Will Wheaton is hanging out who knows where these days. He's not on Twitter or on Mastodon, but I'm sure he look, he's looking for someone to talk to. You can go hang out with them. If you want to be in our house where the party's at, then you accept there are people here who say things you don't like. If Elon doesn't just assert that immediately, we're spiraling back into the same problem. Right. The fact that he's saying we need a diverse board to decide this, I'm all like, there we go again. It's Dorsey I heard the stuff. same thing from Dorsey three years ago, and Elon's saying the same thing again. I said it was a bad move. I stand by it. And I like how he's obviously being very responsive in the Twitter replies, but Jack was the same. And exactly. he, he went on Rogan. He did all the song and dance and nothing changed. So he's going to repeat history and it's going to lead to the down, the continued downfall of Twitter. And again, it goes back Only, to Trump. But, but what do you have to lose? lose? But this is why the, 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 the Twitter execs cashed out. Right. They were like, all right, it's all yours, buddy. Yeah. yeah enjoy. I, I have hope well, that we'll things will be different ha- because we'll, let time tell. Yeah. Like, Jack, it's still early on here. When Jack was involved, it was a public company and he didn't have control fair, of it at fair, that point fair. anymore. He was just kind of saying was what he puppet. wanted. But Elon has full control at this yeah. point. I mean, which means Except there's no the FBI excuse. and the things like that. Right. Legal. He can't do illegal things, obviously. But he's got, the, he's got the reins and he's got his foot on the gas. The stakes are so yeah, we high. We have to change. hold his, his feet to the fire, to the coals. Just the, the stakes can be higher. This is a civilizational type of thing we're dealing with. This is the public square. This is the means of communication, the, the way to disseminate any kind of idea. So it's not just any other business. It's not a retail operation. It's not a car company. It it's really goes beyond that. Maybe not on the financial side, but certainly on the civilizational side. I, here's, here, here's what's going to happen. He's convening this this diverse viewpoint moderation committee. Ecumenical council. council. And here's what's going to happen. If he does have progressives on it, they're going to say, do not reinstate Alex Jones. He's a violent, authoritarian, fascist bigot. Elon is going to have to tell, going to have, to tell them to screw off or he's going to have to listen to them. Either way, what's the point of doing the council? If you got to tell them to screw off anyway, because you know what their answer is going to be? then uh, just unban Jones. If you are not going to, then you're just listening to the mob. There's, there's no middle ground here. There's no magical world where the people who have been, who burned down cities for, uh, in the George Floyd rise and then lie about it in the media, there's no world where they are like peacefully negotiating with you. Because the left governs in the private sector and the public sector by their ideology and their ideology will dictate their actions. And then, then you have, you know, good intention people like Elon coming into and they're like, you know, we'll make a committee, we'll make a council, let's let everyone hear it out, and it, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take the win for now. I don't want to be, you know, total negative Nancy on this one. It's, it's been good. I'm just genuinely confused as to why he didn't unban the Babylon Bee immediately. It would have been big press. It would have been good. I can imagine a few things. 
The reason why Twitter bans the people they do is because advertisers demand it. That's it. Because the left is good at organizing. They don't just send complaints themselves. They complained to they complain to advertisers and say, we will come for you. These advertisers know. Yeah, they mean it. They'll come with firebombs, bricks, signs. They'll, they'll cause us damage. They'll smash the windows out. Let me tell you, if you own a storefront in Portland, or I'll say Berkeley, all the Berkeley storefronts have anti-Trump or they did not like and woke signs. Why? If in the middle of the night, someone throws a brick, what can you do? Call the police? You know what the police are going to say? They're going to say, sorry, it happened to you. Let us know if anything else happens. See ya. What are they going to do? They're going to launch a big investigation to hunt down a person who ran by with a rock. Never going to happen. But you're going to have to pay thousands of dollars or however much to, to fix that gigantic window. So then everyone just says, it's easier just to put the sign up and mind my own business. And this is what happens with big corporations. Let's say you sell Sodi Pop. And then you get 50 emails from Antifa, from BLM, and they say, we can cause you so much damage, you will regret crossing us. And they go, I don't care about this. Just fine. We'll, we'll stop advertising on Twitter. It doesn't make enough money for us anyway. Then Elon or whoever's at Twitter sees that come in. Look, we're getting tons of complaints about Milo. We don't want to advertise on your platform anymore. And they go, look, either we ban Milo or we lose the whole platform. And then they do. And that's the chain of events. Unless someone is willing to say it's either this or nothing, it will not change. And the I mean, that didn't happen yet. If it does, he deserves to be called out. Right. I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic. We're still early sure, on. Sure, sure, sure. But why let, you, let why time do, tell. Time. What, what, what do you mean? We we we. It's been seven months. We all know the Babylon Bee is unfairly locked out, locked locked out of their yeah, accounts. And so There's Jordan, an election so, next month. So Jordan. There's Peterson. an election in a week, and yep. Elon Musk finally secures the platform. And if anything, he could do is say, "My friends, the Babylon Bee shouldn't have been banned. I already know that's true. I am going to remove this lock." As for other people, I don't know. I am going to need some time to work through this. I'd accept that. And the counter argument to, to what you just stated before is that the Twitter has been thoroughly wokeified for years, and it's an unprofitable, dying platform. It's been continuously making bad mistakes on the tech front. It's losing users. Most of its users are bots. They've tried the fully woke model, and it's not working from a financial perspective. So if he's going to be intimidated by the supposed financial repercussions of allowing more free speech on banning the Babylon Bee, I think James the Babylon Lindsay, Bee is back. Oh, maybe. Go on Twitter right now. I, I think, think they're, they're back. back. I just, he's I just watching. I think Babylon Bee is back right now. Yeah. Are they tweeting? I, I haven't seen any tweets. I just looked at it a minute ago, and it's just, it's just like... Uh, they are not back. Uh, it, was lo- it, yeah. it was locked. So they weren't like... The account wasn't erased or anything. It was just right. locked until they removed the, the tweet the in question. They can't, they, can't, didn't. they can't get access to their account to view or post tweets until they remove the offensive tweet on Rachel Levine. So uh, this, is, this is what keeps happening. Is so, which is like literally like you know many, this tactic that they do. I like, get, oh, regret. Take it back. Take it back now. You've been a bad yeah, little girl. So well, I, I, I get dozens of messages every day from people who are like, Tim... Trump is back. And I'm like, oh, because they assume that Trump's account shouldn't exist. It's like, no, on Instagram, he can't post anything. On Facebook, his account is there. People think because they can see it, it means they're back. So I hear this nonstop every single time. I, I, I'm, look, I, I made my point. Um, Elon waiting on this. I know it's been a day. So, OK, I don't know, I'll calm down a little bit. We'll, we'll see. We'll see over the week if we're going to get any 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 uh, um, meaningful changes I, I just, I, I really need a, 
I think the move. I, I don't understand why why we didn't see anything. The move is to do it all at once, and you say in a sweeping move, all accounts that have been banned or or locked that didn't violate U.S. state law are hereby reinstated. Agreed. Yeah, and he could yeah. he could do that today, a right TikTok. now, and probably take the weekend to do it, and then on Monday morning, or or but the, he'll do it at a weird. He'll do it four twenty on Sunday. And you again, know? it but, makes and it look, so look, much look. harder for them to respond. The concern is that big advertisers like this one are saying we'll pull our ads. And if there's no money coming in, there's no Twitter. But unless someone breaks the addiction cycle of this broken psychotic machine, it will keep happening. What's Twitter blue? You know how much money they're pulling in from Twitter blue? It's it's like three bucks a month. But here's the issue. You want to know why Antifa is allowed to organize illegal activity on the platform and get away with it? Because Twitter is scared of them. Mm. Because the big advertisers are scared of them. That's why they don't get banned because they're the Look, I say it all the time. Does Twitter headquarters, pre-Elon, were they ever scared that, like, Dave Rubin is going to lead a bunch of classic liberals with pitchforks and torches to their doorstep? No. Are they concerned a bunch of black-masked lunatic psychopaths with bricks and Molotovs and guns would? Yeah, because they do. So Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, every advertiser, they are scared to death that one day they'll walk outside their building and some guy will hit him in the face with a brick. And it's not going to be a conservative. So we can ban the conservatives because they won't do anything about it anyway. But we better not cross Antifa and the extremist left. It's still happening right now. And you're presenting a broader political dilemma is that it's this asymmetrical political fight where the conservatives or the right wing are fighting with their hands tied behind their back. And the left wing are bringing guns to a knife fight or not even to a fight at all. And they're just playing to win. They don't care about the substance. They don't care about the style. They don't care about anything else. They're there for one thing, one thing only, power, power dynamics and advancing their ideology. And they don't care about any of the niceties associated with, you know, councils, etc. I would not be surprised. Okay, look, it's a victory that Elon bought the platform. We cracked the Louis Thirteenth. I know, I know, I know. But I, I'm, I'm just, I'm eager to make sure this goes in the right direction. And his, his announcement about some, some diverse viewpoint council sounds just like Jack Dorsey, just like Vijaya Gade. It sounds exactly like what they were saying. Based on that, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it's highly probable. If come April, there's a, you know, me sitting with Elon and Joe being like. Elon, why won't you do this? We had this Antifa person and Elon's going to be like, you know, we're going in and we're trying to make sure we're doing it fair, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying it's highly probable. I'm not saying I would bet on that. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised based on wanting a diverse viewpoint committee or whatever. I'm like that right there was just like, oh, that's more BS. Start a crypto token, start a utility token, Elon, a Twitter token. What if he puts Doge on Twitter? Yeah, use Doge and then you can pay users with Doge coins. So here's, here's another strange phenomenon we can talk about. Uh, here's my social blade for my my Twitter account. Look at me with 1,361,000 followers. Thank you for following me. I, I just tweet nonsense. I've lost 5,000 so far this month, but that's up 22%. And, and probably because I've been, you know, I just tweet kind of stupid nonsense. But uh, today, I gained 4,264 followers. What about you, Luke? You gained a bunch of followers? I, I did, and a whole bunch of engagement, a whole bunch of likes that I never had before. I'm going to check right now on social Probably, blade. maybe they have started with the lower level accounts, and they're working their way up, and... These are some of the... Well, he's, you know, he, he said he's not, he didn't make any changes. Yeah, he yet. said no changes have happened. Hmm. Luke, you gained 859. I mean, you've been consistently gaining a good amount of followers this past week, but today you've gained more than uh, double what you gained yesterday. Yeah. 859 followers. So... And some, then before and that... Something it, it, but it, it, hold on. Yeah. And, 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 and check this out. Look at this. Twitter, the great purge has begun. Twitter users report losing thousands of followers as Elon Musk formally takes over the platform and sets to work on bot cleaning. 
He says he hasn't changed. It's, uh, you know, like the content moderation. But take a look at this. Kate Smith says, wow, I lost a few hundred followers overnight. Welcome to Twitter, Elon. People are saying I lost followers. One person with the Ukrainian flag in their profile, I lost 50 followers. Yeah, you know what I think? Said it before, I'll say it again. Twitter was propping up fake accounts to make it look like the left was more prominent than they were because the right is more prominent. And they were banning people on the right and shadow banning them to make it seem like they were less prominent. They put their thumb on the scale. And this is so important when you talk about politicians, you talk about their staff, you talk about the decisions that happen in Washington. They see Twitter as really what's the, the viewpoint of the vast majority of people, their constituents, what's public, what's the public's, you know, view on things, but it's a completely manipulated, you know, audience pool. I mean, if it was a congressional district, it'd be like a D plus 70. It's not something that exists in the real world. And it's all about the perception that they're creating, the illusion they're creating. And it's not just the likes, it's not just the follows. It's even the comments. I mean, you see those mm-hmm. those memes that go around where it's all the same comment that's being shared every oh, yeah. time a major news cycle hits. And I'm glad he's going after it. And it's also noticeable. It's these left wing accounts claiming they're losing followers, which were bots. A few weeks ago, it was right wing accounts claiming they lost followers who were real people. They're saying it's people quitting the platform <laughs> in protest. So what is the, the 4,000 followers, a bunch of conservatives joining the platform? They I don't never, believe it because Twitter recommends leftist accounts, not right-wing accounts. First leftists, they'll never follow through on their threats to quit. They never moved to Canada, for example. So I doubt that they <laughs> actually you know, are quitting Twitter right now. So it's certainly bots. That was something he brought up. And that was something that came up you know, in the evaluation talks when they were first you know, in, in, in talks to buy. It was the bot issue. I mean, that, that's a fundamental issue. It, it could be that Elon immediately went after the bots. First thing he did. First ask, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, I'll, I'll say maybe I want to see some changes faster than he can go about it. Maybe Elon is like, the bots got to go first. And advertisers are on board with that if we want to go right. back to the finance because they want real, clean legitimate, numbers. clean, you know, metrics. They don't want bots. Or maybe just to investigate to see what was going on, to see what mm, the algorithm true. really was, to see how it was being manipulated, to see who was being punished for what. I, I think there needs to be a long investigation right. into what is essentially very potentially very illegal activities yep. with election interfering done by Twitter. Yep. So that that's a very serious, uh, you know, accusation. But but only someone who just acquired a company is going to be looking into that right now as right. we're speaking. And we have to give him more credit. I do agree with you. He's coming into a company where the workforce that exists is largely hostile. I hates him. Hates him. <laughs> he needs to fire 70%. I think he could probably fire 90%. He is in a good position that he could bring over some loyal, you know, staff and support from, you know, Tesla, some of his engineers there, et cetera. But it is going to take a, a period of time just from a logistical, technical perspective to dig into this and actually find out what's going on behind the scenes, how it can be rectified, how it can be. And how do you redo, he's, he's, undo he's, No, no, undo guys, guys, he's not going to endear himself to the employees after he just fired Ligma Johnson. You know, <laughs> Ligma Johnson was asking for it, though. Who is this Ligma Johnson fellow? Ligma Johnson Lig- is, yeah. uh, it was, is on local news. And a very serious person. This is real. This is really his name. Yes. I think it was like, uh, no, no, it was, no, it was no, two no. guys. It was like Rahul Ligma and Daniel Johnson. Uh, <laughs> were they, they got fired? Is that a <laughs> no, real story? Oh. trolls. They showed up to Twitter HQ with boxes. That is awesome. And I think the he media fired was Ligma like, Johnson. I think they're going to get hired. They thought they got fired automatically. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. Ligma Johnson. If you're Johnson. looking for a job, I mean, honestly, if you're a free software developer and you want to get involved, keep your eyes on Twitter because he's going to be hiring. Or it can just be a community project. Firing. He's going to be fired. He's going to be opening up a lot of positions. But the thing is, I don't think Twitter needs, I don't know where they have 5,000 employees. I mean, if you're running a free software decentralized network, you need the world's community to be involved. I want, and you don't need to pay them. There's so much debt there. Can I show you this, uh, guys? Parag Agrawal's salary was $30.4 million in 2021. Ned Segal was $18.9 million. 
Vijaya was 17 million. Sean Edget, his uh, composition was unclear. He was the one who had to be escorted out of the building, which is really interesting. Wow. So uh, what is this? A former COO, Sarah Personet, was handed uh, 11.2 million as part of Musk's house clearance. I want you to think about. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. $30.4 million. And I'd like to ask you, what does what do you do with that money? What do you do with it? I was going to say what they did for it, but no, I mean, he's working a full time job, which is very like he runs Twitter. I know being the CEO, it's a very it's, it's, a, it's a high level job of a very large company. It's just insane to me that these people like couldn't get an edit button done in a year, but they were given 30 million dollars. Well, the pay wasn't based on the merits or the financials or anything quantitative it was based on loyalty to the regime and the regime's you know doctrine and what they were trying to push through this platform and the social engineering they wanted to use the platform for and they were you know only willing participants in that so they were paid handsomely for doing a job well done but it's not based on any you know basic profit or loss model of a traditional business it's based on loyalty to the regime and that's why this gentleman uh will be spending that 30 million somehow i have no idea though Thirty million dollars to not be able to get an edit button done in a year. That's just it's it's incredible. I, I don't think people truly understand what thirty million dollars means. He wouldn't be able to spend that if he tried. Wasn't there like a dozen real engineers? I'm making the numbers up, but there was an extremely small number of real engineers, and the entire structure of the workforce was like a reverse pyramid, where it was those twelve supporting this massive bloated, you know pension scheme at Twitter effectively. And it was like these few engineers that were doing all the work and everything else was just, you know, corporate fluff and councils and committees and, you know, diversity leaders, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the hardware was the was the majority of the people. There are probably people that are like, how do we handle the crowd kind of people? Right. Trust and safety. It's like so Orwellian. It's all like an extension of HR. It's all just these these positions that exist to perpetuate their own positions. They're not actually fundamentally doing any real work. I will say, like you said, I don't know. Maybe there were incredible developers across the board. There was a meme that came out that said, uh, you know, uh, Musk fires half of Twitter, replaces it with one hardworking Indian engineer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically what it is. He, he could do the job of 3,200 people. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That sounds about right. Well, it's all email pushing jobs. You know, they send an email, they're going to circle back, and uh, that, that concludes the day. All right, guys. The thing about uh, the compensation that really gets me is that I would be willing to bet a substantial sum myself that you, the average viewer, could do his job. Not kidding. What knowledge does he have where he was like, it was mismanaged. It was managed so poorly. The company was struggling. It was basically failing. The, the, this is just, there. there is an elite class in this planet. It's always been the case. They do nothing. They get everything. But they think it's on merit. In uh, 2018, there were roughly 4,000 Twitter employees. Three years later, 2021, or four years later, I guess, there were 75, so went from 4,000 to 7,500 now, Almost doubled the amount of now employees. Now map the user growth, which I think if you factor out bots, I don't know what it is, but it's probably stagnant, if not, you know, a downward trend. But 
at least if you factor out bots, which oh. may not be possible. All right, let's find out. Yeah, people are pointing out that Kanye's Twitter account is back. And um, Elon pointed out that's an automatic thing. It has nothing to do with him. You know. Oh, it was like one of those seven-day things or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so his account just turned back on or whatever. Well, he should just take credit. <laughs> I just, you know, it, it really is shocking. And, and it's unfortunate. I, I would be willing to bet additionally that if I took that $30 million in one year, 30 and gave it to a random viewer of this show, they would build something more substantial, more historical, and better than <laughs> anything he did. That's just, I really can't stand Silicon Valley and, and that machine, crony capitalist BS. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I, I despise it's it so much. A, it's an incentive structure for loyalty. You keep these guys operating against their own company's best interests because right. they know the payout will be greater than whatever else they could get through normal channels. And, and, and I guess he got $60 million to get fired. Uh, per, per, what's his yeah. name? Per, Parag? Yeah. He got $60 million? I yeah. think. Someone want to fact check it real quick? Well, in a way, I you think know, his golden parachute was uh, sixty million. I was wondering what what Elon would do. I'm glad that he gave them payouts. I mean, I don't think you can ethically just say like goodbye now. Everything that you were earning is set to zero. <laughs> so, but that's a lot of money, my man. Ethically, sixty million bucks. Uh, let's see. I got this. Uh, the total value they say in Guardian was one hundred twenty million dollars in golden parachutes. Do they break it down? Uh, here we go. What is it? No, okay, 8.4 to Agarwal doesn't sound right. This Why all we, goes back to the Fed. It's 34.8 million to Vijaya Gade. Why would she get more than the CEO? That seems strange. Whatever, well, there been, you go. She's been there longer, She's I a think. woman. <laughs> well, she's been there longer, so yeah, maybe that's, that's it. it. But I just, it's just so crazy, man. I'm looking at the user growth. The numbers from 2018, they had 335 million monthly active users, but then two years later, they had 330. So, I mean, the, actually down... Five million. Right. So the staff went up and the users went down. That's it's, right. It's a great. It's a great setup. Yeah. The staff went from yeah, almost went from four thousand to fifty five hundred, while the daily user. It, it pays to be change. the thought police. You know, when, when you're censoring speech, when when you're going after people for political ideas and expression and act like you're fighting the Germans during the 1930s, you got to be paid a lot of money to to play pretend for that long, for for that much, for for that much of a, for that big of a circumstance. So that crazy of an act. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, you got to pay for private security. If you're in Silicon Valley, you know, a lot of crazy people out there running around with With hammers hammers and deranged individuals and people throwing poop at you and people, you know, syringes, people giving themselves the, the, the vaccine in the streets all the time. So I want to see Rumble's headquarters. Because I'm thinking about Twitter's HQ was I very it. lavish. You did, I, I did you go tour it at all? Yeah, I, I got a tour of the was headquarters it like, down. Is, is it a small, like, bachelor-style apartment? There's no <laughs> it, bathroom? It, 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 it's surreal because it looks like a, a cartel house. Like, right on the water. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's huge. It's, it's Chris a beautiful Pavlovsky place. greeted you with, like, a scotch and a cigar, and he was like, I was like where's Lucas? the Lamborghini? I'm like, this looks like a scene out of Scarface. It really does. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like where, where, where's the, you know, where's the rifle? Was I feel like it, that's uh, better than a modernist, soulless building in Silicon Valley with their cafeteria and all absolutely. their little perks and yeah. their yoga And it's room. not that big. It, it's, but it, it, right. it, it, that's what I'm wondering. How many floors... Two floors. Oh, see, that's modest. You know, we didn't have a huge... I mean, that is a massive amount of overhead. Not that many rooms either. You just don't need it. Not with yeah. social media, man. You don't need big yeah. buildings. It's, it's, a, it's all about servers and server placement, which yeah. ideally will have that stuff in orbit because if we do take some sort of asteroid yeah. uh, contact, we're going to need to preserve our, our data and our knowledge. Yeah, and our yeah but, 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 but Ian, the problem is um, 
how do you dissipate the heat in outer space well, on, 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 on big data centers? Um, you can't you could it. hit it with laser, like laser cooling. Laser cooling? Like if you hit something with a laser, it should move heat that way. Move the heat where? Off along with the laser. Like the laser will carry the heat you with mean it. The, I, see, I see what you're saying. So the laser goes through it and then actually transfers the energy out. Correct. If, if we could do direct thermal uh, uh, conversion into light and then beam it away, that would work. That's that'd like be crazy. Your at. I'm glad you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool idea. That's pretty cool. I mean, for, for for right now, yeah, actually, that's interesting. But the servers are going to generate heat. We can try and recapture heat, but it's got to go somewhere because the ambient heat we can't control well, perfectly. The efficiency wouldn't be there. Yeah, we yeah. should just write things on stone. Just go back. That'll <laughs> the work. servers operate by a guy reading the code and typing in the ones and zeros <laughs> manually. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yep. In 27 years, you'll get this tweet out. <laughs> Chris Pavlovsky, CEO of Rumble and Elon have been, I don't know if they, the two of them directly have been in talks, but Chris reached out to him on Twitter about a month ago and was like, hey, you want to get involved? Because I'm a big fan. Yeah. And Elon was like, all right. And then now I hear they're working on like, because Chris is a server guy. Elon's a satellite guy. Satellite yeah, Twitter servers. needs a video component. Twitter needs something that, that could either be a TikTok or another Periscope or another Vine. They need that. They don't have that. What so. if he really? What if, what if Elon does succeed with, with X and Twitter becomes a place where you've got a wallet, uses crypto, you can post videos, you can write stories, you can make tweets. Like it really becomes what Mark Zuckerberg was hoping Facebook would become. The American WeChat. And then I'm going to be critical of it and skeptical of it because of how powerful and all-encompassing it will be. No but one as of right now, I'm optimistic when I see Bill Gates and other establishment figures attacking him. But, but when it becomes too mainstream, that's when I'm going to have questions. <laughs> well, no one thought that MySpace was going to fail or even Snapchat. And now it looks like Facebook, the platform itself, is pretty much going nowhere. So who knows? We'll get a revitalization story out of Twitter. If I was, if I was a billionaire, I would do what I would call the Parag Agrawal Challenge. And I would give $30 million to a random person for, a, for an investment project. Obviously, there's rules. You don't just get the money. It would be an investment, not income. It would be, we create a, we create a company. We put $30 million in it. Go. And then we would see at the end of one year what we have. It would be, I think it would be hilarious because like you could take your, your average like contractor and they'd be like, oh, I built a bunch of houses. I'm like, wow, houses. That's really amazing. Parag, what did you do? In one year. Well, I, you know, I was running Twitter and we could get an edit button done. It's like, uh-huh. I'm sure he was doing something. You know what I mean? But based on that Project Veritas video where the guy is like, I work four hours a week or something like that. Right. I really doubt any of them are doing anything. No. Yeah, you want people that are committed to 40 plus hours a week at least. Because it's about organization at that level. If you have 30 million, like I could pay you 30 million, but if you're only working eight hours a week and there's no other employees. Well, you've seen those done. viral TikTok videos right, with the girl walking yeah. around like, here's my day in the office. So I got I lunch, yoga. It's really red stressful. Wine, red wine on tap. Right. Oh, so here's, here's the secret. Investors ask people. They say, um, ask you a question. If tomorrow you woke up and you had a million dollars in the bank account, cash, clean, ready to use. It, it was legitimate deposit. What would you do? What, what would you do, Gavin? I would just buy property. You'd buy property? Yeah, rentals. No, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a terrible answer. Yeah. Well, They're not making any more land. I, well, you know. what, what about you, Ian? What would you do? I think I would buy a house at this moment. Yeah. It depends. For at, this in, at this interest rate? Are you crazy? Although I hear the housing cash, market's about to Luke, dip. Cash. It's like cash purchase. Uh, uh, what I, would you I do if you, woke, if you woke up and you had a million dollars just in cash in your bank? Buy a whole bunch of employees and expand operations. Buy and employees? And like slaves? No. And, no but but that's thinking outside oh, the box. Oh, you expand the that, that, No, no, no. That's not, I, said, I said the box. Yeah. Your guys' answer would never get you an investment. Oh, yeah. I'm not looking for oh, investment Oh, you want it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you think you're getting investment or not. 
The question. I mean, I could pay four people a hundred grand. Okay, but here's what people are looking for. They're looking for someone who naturally wants to expand operations, not someone who needs to be told to do it. So if you said, I'd buy a house, they go, that's really cool. Nice meeting you. And if they went to a homeless guy and he goes like, I'd love to start a company. Now just, we're going to make birdhouses and I'm going to hire a hundred people and have the biggest birdhouse. Like, You're hired. Here, we'll give you the money. It'll be 72,000 a problem, month for server space on AWS while I'm paying 60 grand for nine employees, three of which will be working for the six others. Two people will be, resp- you know, that kind of but, thing. But and they're like, to, oh God, yes, plug it in. But you need to understand this, that most people will be like, oh, well, I didn't know you meant if I was going to do a business. I don't. I mean, what's your first priority? And you guys clearly said property. Not a bad answer because property is an investment. Most people will say like, I'd go to Hawaii. I'd take my family out. Those people will never see a dime from an investor. But what, 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 so even, even with what we're doing here at Timcast, the biggest challenge is personnel, is finding people who want to work on something, not people who want a job. People who want a job tend to just, you know, quiet quit, do the bare minimum. So when you're trying to invest in someone and give them a substantial amount of money, you want to go to someone and say, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? It's like, oh, man, you know, I've always wanted to launch my own comic book distribution network. And if I just had the capital, we'd get it going. But I've already got the books. I just need to figure out how to get to these. You're, you're hired. Here's the money. Have fun. Good luck. What do you find is the bulk of cost when you're running operations? Labor. Always like, labor. But Humans cost more money. Specifically, uh, in-house labor, out-of-house labor. It's all the same. Labor's labor. People are the most expensive thing. By far. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, do you en- do you end up spending twenty percent, fifteen percent of the of the cost on like outsourced labor, like legal stuff like that, marketing things like that? What do, what do you what do you mean? I, I just mean, wonder, just just in general, like if you spend it mostly on in house employees, or if you of course, find of course, most of it's in house. I mean, employees. We, we have a lot of contractors, and then we have legal, and then we have construction, and then we have external marketing and PR. There's a lot of stuff that we don't do in house because it doesn't make sense to do. And uh, most of the cost is like an employee working for the company. You prefer to do that? I mean, in-house. It's, it's not so much prefer as just like, it's, it's more like if there's a, a wavy field, you know, let's, let's say this table was wavy and you poured water on it, the water would pool in the lowest point. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's not like I'm, I'm saying we should do contract labor or something. It's like, that's how it's done. I'm not going to hire a lawyer to work for this company. You know what I mean? I'm going to contract a legal, a law firm who can handle Specialization. it. Specialization. Yeah, yeah. Like the people we need to hire, the people who need to be here all the time, specifically like a video producer, an audio engineer. But like Vice had in-house counsel. You know, they, they had a, le- a room with like two or three lawyers in it. They were really, really big. Maybe we'll get to that point, you know. But, uh, you know, yeah. Anyway, my point uh, ultimately about the cash stuff is I look at a lot of the people in Silicon Valley and a lot of people at these companies, and they should not be getting paid what they're getting paid because they don't care about the product. They don't care about the growth. They don't care about the mission. They don't believe in merit. They believe in, like, I deserve to be here, and then they do nothing, and it's then a, it just burns to the ground. It's a broader problem in corporate America where you see these these compensation packages are so out of whack with what they actually deliver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they make excuses, and they talk about the scale of things, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you know, it, 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 it still is very much out of whack when you look at what you mentioned before, the growth in terms of staff and employees and the and the, the decrease in actual users. I mean, it, there, there's no, like a 45% here's, here's, increase in staff with no... Nominal growth with a negative. Here, here's a, here's a, here's a secret. If you want to be rich, go hang out with rich people. That's it. Goodbye. I'll tell you why. The in like the Palisades in Brentwood in California and L.A. You know these places. You've oh been yeah, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. These are the places where if you're just friends with one of these wealthy Hollywood elites, you can be like, 
you know, I sell this fancy lotion. It's $100 a bottle. They'll say, oh, I'd love some. And then it's it's Jergens in a little bottle. And and, and this is the way it works. I've known people who, who are like, oh, I make jewelry. And I'm like, how much do you make per year? It's only a couple hundred thousand per year. And I'm like, for making jewelry, yeah. But I have a very select clientele of Hollywood elite. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Hamptons because too. you know rich, Hamptons too, because you're friends with rich people and they want to buy from you, they just have money and give it to you. You're rich. There you go. There's a like, whole socialite class you know, between the Hamptons and Hollywood, whatever, that that feed off of that. Usually, you know, they fall into like the wine mom, you know, category of in terms of demographics. It's you unfortunate can, you when can, people turn to alcohol when they get bored. Uh, so much money, sell, they, like, they beat the game and they just start getting drunk every night. The oh. only difference on average, in my opinion, mm-hmm. maybe not, not necessarily, but there is a there is a there's a fine line between someone with a carpet, a, a, a sheet thrown on the ground with a bunch of jewelry strewn about it, and they're sitting there smiling at you saying $1 necklaces and some, you know, yoga wine ant who is making $300,000 a year selling necklaces to select clientele in the Palisades. Mm-hmm. It's just who you know. A $4,000 haircut because you're worth it. Exactly. Yeah. And then they're able to write that off on their taxes. This and is then, all the they, Fed. This I don't think you could write off haircuts on your taxes. Thank God. Depending on your industry. Yeah, entertainment. For so sure, like Hollywood imagine. can, and this is the craziest thing. If you're, if you're an actor in Hollywood, all that cosmetic stuff is a business expense. And mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, it, it kind of is. It's legitimate. You know, yeah, yeah. You need to look a certain way and whatever. But it, 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 I, I have, I have hung out with people who have told me their jobs are just like, oh, you know, I, I, I sell this, that or otherwise. And I'm like, and you make that much, make half a million dollars selling. Oh, yeah. They're like, what do you, well, of course I get 20% commission on all the products and my clients are all very wealthy. And I'm like, <laughs> It's like a royal court for like these yep. new aristocrats. Literally. You got the jester, you got a few people. Exactly. Luke, you mentioned that you were you would expand operations. Are you talking about for We Are Change? Yeah. And then uh, just looking at solutions, I think um, providing food that's not poison um, is, is a good big industry that I think has a lot of potential to also get into that I would want to get into that I'm kind of looking into getting into uh, and, and helping people as much as I can. So like selling like health product, health food? Uh, like, maybe not even just health food. Maybe just normal, regular food. You know, yeah, without really. seed oils, without high fructose corn syrup, right. seed oils, and and all the you know forever chemicals and microplastics and, but it ha- and but other things that that just destroy humanity. But it has a green spirit. label on it, and it says it's healthy. What are you, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> no, 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 you're wrong. You've been propagandized. Idea. Let's put little styrofoam cubes in in a plastic wrap, and then put the ingredients list. You know, on it, and then people wouldn't—they wouldn't know the difference yeah. anyway. You know what I mean? Like You'd see a guy eating it. Some yeah, fat guy. Put it's like yellow it's like, five it's, like, in it's, like, it's like Rice Krispies. Yeah, it's petrochemical. Didn't they do an experiment where they made a Rice Krispie with like sawdust, <laughs> like just a small <laughs> amount of sawdust, and wanted to see if people could tell, and they couldn't. And it's basically equivalent what they do to most. Have of our you food. looked at Parmesan cheese from the supermarket? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. One of the ingredients is cellulose. Yeah. It's, it might as well be cardboard. Right. Yeah. It's indigestible plant matter. Well, yeah, you, and they, they talk about, oh, it's it's the we have a society where you're constantly having to work out just to do, be the bare minimum in terms of healthy. You go to Europe, you look back in time, you know, the caloric intake hasn't gone up. It's it's the quality of the food we're putting in is trash. And then we wonder why we're well, never been unha- more unhealthy. So here, we talked about this the other day. I went on, uh, we had Seth Weathers on. He said, I need to eat more protein. I said, I ate like 100 grams in one day. So you need 150. And I was like, do I? And then I checked like a government website and it said 70 grams, but it's actually be eating 400 to 500 carbs. Hmm. 
And then I was just thinking to myself, I couldn't eat that many carbs if I tried. Right. Well, they also said That's eggs were crazy. bad. They said butter was bad. They meat said everything. Was bad. Meat yeah. was bad. It's like, it's 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 all nonsense. Whatever I, I the just, government says, don't like, don't do the opposite. Yo, do, do what tradition tells you. And tradition says, yeah. eat a lot of meat, eggs, butter. Let me, let, let me tell you, you know those outright bars we have? Yeah. Those have 24 grams of carbs in it. So I have to eat like, what, 20 of them? To get the 500 carbs, they climb. I couldn't. I could barely eat one of those protein. Grant has protein in them, but if I ate, if I ate 20 of them, that's too much protein. Oh my I god, guess. 20 of them. <laughs> Insane. They want to you get- fat, childless, and on a really manipulated Twitter. That's their yeah. vision. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so I've been eating. Uh, so I, I, I probably do need more protein to be honest. Because I, I skate a lot, exercise a lot, but it's just insane that that's what people are told to eat. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The whole system just seems completely broken to me. And we yeah. waste so much time talking about health and exercise instead of putting into other productive things. It's like we're so focused on the bare minimum, not being, you know, an obese, morbidly obese person. You know, these, these are things 100 years ago you didn't really have to deal with. And I'm not saying they had to go out and hunter gather and, you know, hunt their food. We had a balance, you know, as, as recently as the 1970s. You could look at the charts. It, it, it backs it up. But we just have so much time and energy wasted now into health food and just returning to a normalcy. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's not even health food. It's just normal, normal food. Yeah. Normal food, food that my grandma used to eat that, that we don't get to eat right now because of a number of different factors uh monocropping is another horrible uh, element but but more importantly you don't even need to look at the science or the data look at the photos look at the people yeah, a couple yeah, decades true. ago look at the people now it's terrifying whenever you go to like a beach or a public park or a theme park you look around and if you start paying attention you're like holy freaking cow there is a biological warfare being committed on everyone. Mostly see, in this you, country, though. Because yeah. you go to other countries, it's not nearly as bad. You see that um, photo from the 50s where everyone's just fit looking? Yeah. So weird. Yeah, they I didn't go to gyms. They didn't, they didn't count now, their calories. Now Disney is doing that fat chick film right. where it's like you can be morbidly obese, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it feels like we're dancing around a renaissance, but if not for the, the overweight, the obesity crisis. Well, it's all these distractions because we have to relearn all these basic things we used to know and, and be able to do innately, you know, just mm-hmm. be healthy. Now it's like, this is an active thing we have to do to be healthy. Yep. They call it organic food. Organic means carbon-based. All food is organic. Right. Yeah. But, but they created a special word for what food is supposed to be. That's so weird. I love it. It's like organic food means like food. Right. So we should actually, we should, we should change this. Chemical food and food. Right. Uh, so true. it's like, I got milk. Is it chemical milk or is it milk? Altered. It's chemical milk. Well, language is... Altered. That's altered, all language. Altered, it's language milk. warfare. I mean, right. even look at schools. It's like public school. It's a state school. Organic. I like that you point out that organic school? means like carbon-based. Yeah. It, so think about, school. Th- think about what school. they're saying, though. They're, when it's not organic, they're basically saying it's like a petrochemical or something. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not... Well, really that's what we food. cook with. We cook with oils that used to be used for mechanical and yep. industrial purposes. They just slightly twisted them up. There was a whole incident that happened I think in Spain, Madrid in the, in the 80s or 70s where they all got some toxic oil syndrome because the food that they were cooking with was like this this canola oil yeah. that was basically meant for like industrial Yo, you know, oil. You know what gutter oil is? 
Oh, in China? China? Yeah, uh-huh. where they, they scoop it Ugh. out of the sewers, Ugh. and then they filter it out, boil it, and cook with it, and then you mm-hmm. eat it on the street. That's no. pretty much uh-huh. what, what most of our food is That's being everything you have in a restaurant right anyway in the uh, deep that, fryer. That's exactly they, they don't change that deep fryer every time they cook something. And it's not schools. It's indoctrination centers. Thank you. All right, right. we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com. All right, we're going to read some of these Super Chats. Jeremiah Dobler says the Paul Pelosi incident is yet another example of Democrats not knowing what they let out of the bag, catering to their progressive wing. Mm. If, if, look, the guy was a Green Party dude, but he also was a, you know, he posted Q stuff. He was a conspiracy guy. He had a pride flag. You know, I, it is what it is. Yeah, you let a summer of violence happen. That's going to affect everyone in the world. Yep. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim Pool says, I don't know why anyone follows me on Twitter as he melts the fragile adult baby minds of cult leftists screeching about a red verify badge. Bro, this is going to be fun and we are here for it. Yeah, I tweeted. So I tweeted um, that Elon should make a new verification badge, except it shows that you're a fascist and it's red. Then I tweeted again when he when he bought it. The same exact thing, but, it's a, but I said, except it shows that you're a communist and it's red and you can't remove it by choice. And they're like losing their minds. They're like, he wants to badge us when we do the badges. He, they yeah. should review a lot of the verification, the people that are verified and the whole verification process, because that's another, you know, blatant tool for manip- manipulation. Yeah, a verification originally was anyone could apply for it. Right. And it was just you submit your ID and they say, okay, you are, you say you are, you're good. Right. And then they decided to make it a, uh, um, an endorsement. Right. And it was funny because they were like, we don't see it as an endorsement. And then they literally, they, they took James O'Keefe's away. Right. It's like, what? what? Right. They wouldn't give one to Julian Assange. It's, it's bl- like, it's, dude. It's, and it's violating uh, 230. I mean, they're editorializing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's another example yeah. of it. They're allowed to editorialize under 230. They're not violating it. Oh, true. But they wouldn't, so, they, but then don't they lose protection? Nope. No, that that's that's what it, that's what that's what conservatives want it. To right. Be. Yeah, Sorry, apologies. Apologies. But that's uh, it's funny. You're like Section 230 basically says they can do whatever they want without 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 yeah. liability. Right. It's insane. Yeah. So re- repealing it's bad. It should just say if you engage in moderation of any kind, you lose immunity. You take an editorial stance. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's read some more. St. Miles says anyone else notice the U.S. Capitol Police were on the scene. That's that's right. They were. Yeah. Mm. Not Danny McBride says, Ian, will you be my dad? Sure. I mean, metaphorically, yeah, man. Metaphorically? Let's do it together. Pay it forward. And then you be someone else's dad. <laughs> okay. Gonfall says, you guys should play audio clip donations, but only members can. And those audio clips have to be reviewed before being shown on live. We've, we've thought about a lot of things like that, but it's like a different show. It'd be like a call-in show almost. So we're, we're making plans for expanding and, and doing something like that, which would be fun. I think call-in show would be really fun to yeah. do, but we'll figure it out. Maybe maybe we'll do like Fridays. Yeah, fun Friday we'll have, show. Yeah, we'll have like from 9 to 9.30, we'll do like pre-screened call-ins. That'd like, be cool. Like recorded messages, and then we'll play them, and then we'll respond to them, mm-hmm. like you said. It's a good idea, just because you can't do, really do a live show. You, turn, you get someone on the air, and then they're like, I'm a businessman. Then you press play, and then you start saying a bunch of crazy things. Yeah, totally. Okay, okay. Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, man. Doc Holliday says, for once, someone else was hammered in the Pelosi's house. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Oh, I, I, that is clever, though. Yeah. It is clever. But, hey, man, this guy got seriously hurt. I'm, that's, that's, that's horrifying. That scares me. Much healing love, Paul. Yeah, man. Not okay. For, for you know, you don't got to like somebody to be like, I hope the dude is okay. So I feel about John Fetterman, man. I almost started crying the other night. I just wanted to be. Oh, okay bro! Right now. When I was watching that debate, I was it was it was hurting watching that man. Yeah, 
It's so sad. And and now it's it's just here we go. The left is saying Fetterman's up. The right saying Oz is up. And I'm like, whatever, dude, vote. Don't vote for the guy who can't talk. Oz is, a, is bad for a while. I don't, I don't like him. It's He's not that bad. It's just it's kind of cringe. We could have done better. But uh, just Fetterman is just his. He did, it's, it's not unfit, there, man. Unfit, man. Got a rest. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's sad. Recover. Hudson Beaudry says, longtime listener, first live stream and super chatter. Listen to Timcast on Spotify every day at work. Huge question. When is Raymond G. Stanley Jr. coming on the show? <laughs> Good question. He certainly bought and paid his way here already se- several times around. We'll have to, you know, maybe some people suggested we do like a, a fan episode and we bring on a handful of people and hmm. that are like, the core fans that are super chatting all the time and stuff. I think it's a good idea. We'll figure something out. We're, we're also big fans of Raymond G. Stanley Jr. Because he super chats all the time. Good and he has good super chats and we like reading them. Yeah. Oh, man. Some of these, there's a lot of, a lot of these jokes you, about getting, getting hammered. hammered. <laughs> Jeffrey Grajic says the hammer was Paul Pelosi's hammer. The guy took away from Pelosi. Yes, right. I think, that's, I think that's, huh. that's, that's what I heard. Interesting. Wow. He grabbed the hammer and the guy got it from him and started hitting him with oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Pinochet's helicopter tour saying Speaker's house unguarded is pretty sus. Just saying, I don't disagree. Come on, uh, all right. Amos Moses says, when are you having your fellow Shiraki on? You know Mr. West, Mr. Fresh by himself. He's so impressed. Did you even see the <laughs> test? You got D's MF Rosie Perez. Good morning. I have no idea what that means. It's but a line from his tracks. From what? From one of his tracks. I forget which one now. Whose tracks? Yay. Kanye West. Oh, Kanye. yeah, yeah. yeah. Should oh, we hey. have Kanye on? That's the question. I, think uh, so. I Kanye, said yes. Yes. Um, I just don't have any contact for Kanye West. Kanye, I'd love to talk to you about stuff. That'd be fantastic. I uh, would love to have him on the show. But um, I've reached out to a couple people. No response. Hmm. It's, like, how do you, it's like, how do you get in touch with Kanye West? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Kanye, call me? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. um, I've, I've tweeted at Elon Musk several times. Mm-hmm. He responds to some people. It'd be great to have Elon. What's on the, the show. email of Kanye would want to reach out to you? Uh, which booking? Good email? Is it like a booking email? No, I don't know, man. That's probably why. Uh, have your people call my people or whatever. Yeah, he'd he'd reach out to it if he wants. He knows how to do it. So, I, I think it'd be awesome to have Elon on. Yeah, I mean Kanye, <laughs> uh, Elon too. Both, right. both. Yeah, yeah, right now. But for right now, Kanye is the guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm and I'm not you know I'm I'm not super interested in actually talking to him about his tweets or whatever because i'm like okay okay we get it like it's been talked about a lot i'd actually be interested in talking to him about business yeah and uh you know he mentioned that he's a billionaire but they never call him a billionaire they call him a rapper now he's now now he's saying he lost two billion dollars overnight i'm interested to hear about his business like and and i'm sure a lot of people want to hear that stuff too but the politics of a lot of it w- would be interesting to talk about mm-hmm. i like what he does what he's doing with schools yeah kind of reinventing the education system yeah yep Okay, let's grab some more. So we a lot, of, a lot of hammer jokes. A lot of hammer jokes. That's right. They drink a lot. Yeah, true. they certainly do. All right, all right. Terry Boyd says, "OMG, I am a 62-year-old nudist, longtime avid follower and listener of Timcast, and a conservative. Please do not associate nudists with lunatics." <laughs> <laughs> well, how's Fair that point. work being Fair a point. nudist? How often are you nude? I gotta know. I'd imagine all the time. Yeah. Wow. But like. Don't you want to be warm? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like Ian's wearing a coat and a yeah, and scarf. I feel great. Yeah, you know. it doesn't seem like a sustainable lifestyle. 
And you know, what if like you're going out and you're worried about, I don't know, brigands and bandits slashing you. So you have mm-hmm. to wear thick leathers as you carry your wares from town to town. Brambles and the, the like. How do they Brambles. go on dates? How do they do dates? It's a lot of questions. Yeah. James Dorpinghaus says Jordan Peterson said the Earth's population would peak at 9 billion people and decline from there. Also, free speech is back on Twitter. Love y'all. Well, it's actually not. You know, it's funny because Elon was like, comedy is allowed again. But then he said, but I didn't change any rules. It's like, okay, (laughs) so it's not. (laughs) But um, 9 billion? I wonder where he got that It's already declining. I wonder where he... Is uh, he saying that's the cap? The, the scientific models were saying that it's going to be going up from seven billion to nine billion, and then naturally going down. But Why? now, with such, uh, I, I forgot the explanation to it, but but um, that's what all the all, all the graphs were predicting. But now, with a depopulation agenda, I think that number is not going to be reached. Hmm. Nine million, but nine the, billion, nine yeah. billion. Sorry, uh, I've seen those, and my like my thought process is regardless of uh, th- that basically means people don't have kids yeah. you know so, so it's like at a certain point people don't have kids why and then and then what happens if people aren't having kids just some people are having kids i don't know it sounds weird and who me. gets to choose and and it's gonna and, and you need to consider it's not just like everyone stops having kids it's for cult- cultural reasons the the loss of children will be centered in certain areas so it may actually be that in urban centers population collapses but in rural areas they're more likely to grow which makes sense considering everything we've seen already mm-hmm. and if those models are correct, the population expansion would primarily be in Africa, where population growth is still substantially higher than in uh, other parts of the world. And that's the history of human civilization. The cities collapse first, then the hill people and the country people come in and rebuild it from the ashes. Mm-hmm. They're saying the Pew, uh, the Pew Research Center is saying mainly because people are going to be having less children. Yeah. And this is according to their research. But they never say, is it because they want to have less children or they can't have more children for financial, economic or other reasons? Yeah. Simulation 115 says, Tim, if you do 3 p.m. solo live streams on Fridays, why don't you invite a single guest through video call to discuss the topic? Also, guest idea, Shad Brooks. He is an Aussie creator that is building a Star Wars alternative. Um, Doing guests is difficult. And even if I... So I did a live stream today instead of my normal recorded segment. And it was because the news was rapidly changing. It was initially reported Twitter employees were fired. Then I started recording. And then like a few minutes in, breaking news... We were hoaxed. It's a fake story. And so like, I'll just start a live stream. But uh, the segment's supposed to be just discussing, uh, you know, monologuing through the news. Doing a guest thing would be very similar to this, and it would be hard to coordinate. And so, I don't know. But I, I might actually do uh, Fridays on uh, YouTube.com slash TimCast, 3 p.m. live for like 30 to 40 minutes. Because I, I, it's it's a lot easier. And honestly, it's like easier work. Were you doing super chats? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Was it fun talking to the crowd and everything? Yeah, but I only did a few super chats because the goal is to like talk about everything for a half an hour and then be done for the podcast mm-hmm. on iTunes and Spotify for mm-hmm. the Tim Pool Daily Show. So I, that's, that's about two podcasts. There's TimCast IRL Conversations and Tim Pool uh, Daily Show Monologue. I found that one of the things about social media and working with a live audience is that if you allow yourself to get derailed by the audience and start responding with the audience, the whole show just becomes about that instead right. of the message that you're intending to, mm-hmm. which is why they're there in the first place is for your message. That's why I, I hold super chats till the end. So that we can do our thing. And then on Friday, I've done two of them now with the Roe v. Wade being overturned. And then the Elon Musk stuff was just rapidly changing. So I might I might do Friday live streams just because uh, Friday is a, a week news day as it is. People, yeah. people want to go out and do stuff. They want to work. Or they, they don't want to be at work. They don't want to be listening to the politics. They want to go out and party. Like Friday nights is what happens. Yeah. 
Okay, where are we at? A lot of people saying uh, drunk, 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 drunk. Okay, drunk, drunk, drunk. Jerry Murphy says, I'm an amateur stand-up comic and was wondering if you are looking to hire anyone that may help write comedy skits or possibly write humorous news articles. Yes, but um, it's, it's, it's a bottleneck. Hiring is a bottleneck. It's very difficult to do. You got to get stuff online, get your comedy out there yeah. so that it can be seen by people that work with Tim or that know Tim. And then they'll be like, Tim, look at this. And That's then if he happened. likes it, he'll be like, get that person out here. Yeah. Carter made a video, Carter Banks, who does all our music. He made a video being like, hey, I make music. Hire me. And then like six months later, we were like, hey, look at this. And then I, we, I emailed him like, you want a job? And he was like, oh, wow, that was a long time ago. And then we hired him. And yeah. he's, he's fantastic. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's amazing. Yeah. A lot of people are like, hey, just uh, let me do this. And I'm like, I, I don't know if you can or will. I don't even know who you are. I, can't, I don't have time to look into you. But if you want to work with me or Tim or anyone else, uh, show me what you got. Show me, show me what you can do. Do it, or, even, do it by yourself. And then, you know, naturally, yeah. we'll find it. But, but it's, it's still not easy because it's like, Right now, we're looking for Cast Castle stuff because we want to uh, get Cast Castle rolling. Um, we want we we want to uh, you know carve out the edges. What's the what's the what's the word I'm what phrase I'm trying to think of? I, I can't like even. it all. We want to make the show better. There you go. Round it out. Yeah, yeah round it out. Rounding out the show. Yes. Rounding out the show. Yeah. I'm looking for like graphic artists and, and like video meme makers, and I and I contact people. I'm like, hey, are you available for hire? A lot of them are like, no. So all right. Bobcat says, we've already seen leaked, uh, faked videos used in court. Remember the Rittenhouse trial and the AI rendering or the editing software? That's right. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. They were like, we use an algorithm to enhance the video. It's true. It's like, wow, dude, it's not. TJ Raymond says, Fetterman had a rally the day after the debate. He yelled, Oz supported pardons for January 6th. Officers died that day. An outright lie. Infuriating. That's right. And they know they're lying because who cares? They want power. Mm-hmm. What do you do? They just lie, 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 lie. Charlie says Rittenhouse was almost convicted with a deep fake drone video because the prosecutor compressed a video that backed up Kyle's story. Yeah. yeah. And we saw his folder showing he had the software and stuff. It was crazy. Crazy corruption, man. Jeez, dude. I don't know. It should have been disbarred. They never investigated him over that stuff. They should have. Yeah. Got him on the stand and asked him, like, we're using this editing software. Why did you have it? It's a crazy story, dude. Twisted Ninja says, remember in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial when the DA Binger deliberately tried showing evidence on an iPad because the Zoom showed what he wanted and got an expert to say interpolation doesn't change the video. They are evil. Yep. And it does. It has to fill in the gaps when you zoom in so a computer algorithm generates what they think is there. Mm-hmm. You can't add pixels. All right. All right. Henry back to places instead of ads, I would pay three to five bucks a month for a blue check. I mean, you get extra features when you're verified. The edit, for instance. Oh, that's for verified. Blue. That's for blue. Yeah. Yeah. Verification allows you to like look at other verified posts specifically or something. Hmm. I don't know. It's very low level features. It's too. Low, I know. It's really. Are you verified? No. It's really easy to get verified, guys. All you got to do is get hired by a major international corporation that has connections <laughs> with Twitter's HQ who will make a phone call to the people they know there and tell them to verify you. And then you will be. That's, that's how I got verified. Oh, that sounds easy, though. Yeah. Okay, good. When, uh, when I, before I worked at Vice, there were people asking Twitter, like, why wasn't I verified? Like, activists were saying, hey, Tim Pool is in these magazines. He's in these shows. He's featured in these news articles. Everyone's highlighting his work every time he covers big stories. Why isn't he being verified? And Twitter never responded. The point the activists were making is that I was not a corporate individual. I was independent, but I was at, like, 
trials and, and protests, and the media was all using my footage. That's cause for verification so that people know, hey, this is a guy that people know as a journalist who produces his content and is being featured widely. We should let people know that this is, you know, who he says he is. I got hired by Vice and they went, oh, well, yeah, here, give me a second. Got on the phone and then they were like, oh, you're good. Yeah, Verified. That is how it's it works. Crazy. That's right. It's not about what you know, it's who you know. That's always. what they would say in the entertainment industry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just true. It's Quite always a bit. It's true. Saccharin says, unban everyone on Twitter and release a statement that all have been given a second chance. Start fresh. Hmm. Fresh. Yeah. You know, maybe. Rusty Shackelford says, y'all should have the United Utah Party candidate Jay McFarland on the show. Could be pretty wild with him being a Liz Cheney apologist and all. Oof. She's a Democrat, though. You know. Alexandra Rose says, hey, Tim, will the rooster image be available as merch? Maybe a shirt, sticker, or flag? It is. Go to TimCast.com. Click store, and you will see Stand Your Ground Rooster, Roberto Jr. There's posters. There's shirts. There's little flags. And uh, we're going to sell them. And we're going to fly the flag. And I like it. Because roosters are great, and it's my rooster, Roberto Jr., who uh, uh, I raised here at, uh, at the Cat's Castle. Unlike uh, Roberto, who was purchased from a farm. Now, we love Roberto, okay, but he's off at Cocktown, okay? He's in charge over there. And his son, Roberto Jr., we actually hatched along with Maggie and Bernie. And then uh, we got, they, they jumped around the room, and they were all small, pooping everywhere. It was hilarious. And now he's a big, he's a big man protecting a big flock. So proud of him. It's funny how they thought Roberto was a lady. We got a bunch of hens. It turned out one of them was a man. And then from there came the rest. That's right. And then we got, we got, uh, my brother went and bought four Jersey Giants. One of them turned out to be a boy because hmm. they try to cull them, but they don't always get it right. Hmm. So now we have a Jersey Giant rooster, which is going to be nuts because they're huge. Hmm. Very big. Yeah. But the biggest rooster I think ever was a Brahma. Like uh, our, our, our good friend, Sarah Avenberg, who is one of the chickens. And he was like three and a half feet tall. Like, wow. looks like a raptor. It's crazy. Wow. This massive thing with these huge legs. Did you look it up? The biggest, the biggest Brahma rooster. rooster yeah. yeah. King of all poultry, the giant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but hey, man, I'll say it again. The noble rooster. If there is a predator coming towards the flock, the rooster will make a sound. The hens will run and he'll charge full speed at the predator knowing he will die. But if it means the girls get to run away and survive... He will do it. Isn't one of the French national symbols a rooster? Yes, it is. And yeah. maybe that's someone super chatted. I don't know if it, where it is. It said that uh, the 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 national bird was almost the rooster, mm-hmm. and the turkey. Ben Franklin wanted the turkey, but they were all like, "No, we're not that humble, Ben. Let's do something <laughs> more noble." <laughs> I don't like turkeys. They're they're weird looking, and they make stupid sounds. Yeah, but when you look in their eyes. No. Yeah. Chickens are funny. It's like looking to your grandmother. Turkeys eyes. freak me out. They're like aliens with a weird thing on their face. And they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah. it's because they could eviscerate you, cause, but they don't. Great plumage, That's why though. They have great plumage. Mm, true. And I, I don't know if I, people, a lot of people haven't seen wild turkeys. They don't look like the cartoon turkeys. No, not at all. Like, so you'll see the turkeys outside and then they puff up mm. and spread their butt feathers or whatever and then look like that picture. But then sometimes mm-hmm. they compress. Right. It's like, oh, look at that. Yeah, the ladies look compressed and they can fly too. Yeah, turkeys fly. That's awesome. I saw, we saw it. We were driving down the road near Antietam and a flock of turkeys launched in the air and flew away. A flock of turkeys. <laughs> oh, epic. They can't fly too far, but they can fly. Yeah, they flew up and then flew into a tree somewhere. Ryan Ball says, if the only thing Elon does is change Twitter's color from blue to pink, I'd be happy. Watching the left lose their minds over something so meaningless would be priceless. <laughs> Agreed. I agree. 
Justine Jardine says, I want to be there when Trump's Twitter account is reactivated and unbeknownst to him, his phone makes a Twitter notification sound. Can you imagine the look on his face, not to mention the temptation? Trump will have to be on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Will he, he come back? He has to. That's just it. Has he, hasn't he publicly proclaimed he wouldn't come back? Yeah, he did. Yep. I think a federation might be a better focus to get Truth Social and Twitter to be interoperable. Trump is a wild card. You never know what he's going to do. Literally. Yeah. So That's a fair point. I mean... It, it's it's he has to be on Twitter, but he might be like, no, no, I won't do it. It's, so. it's good for him to be on Twitter. It's a good feedback loop for him and it's keeps him grounded. All right. He's grounded. <laughs> uh, grounded. It's uh, it's just relative. D.D. Darius says if Elon Musk unbanned the political, the media will call it election meddling. Also, I have a book done blood herring uh, and two on the way for a series. Let's discuss publishing. Perhaps, but uh, we're currently jammed up. We have a book coming out. The uh, Tales from the Inverted World book is coming out soon. We're excited for that. Would have liked to have gotten it out for Halloween, but it is what it is. Ghosts of the Civil War is the Mm. book. And uh, you can watch the full show. Season two is on TimCast.com. Become a member. It is Shane Cashman went down to uh, Georgia and he started investigating ghost stories and the lost Confederate gold. And it's a wild gonzo journalism. Hunter S. Thompson meets the X-Files. Really, really cool stuff. Witches, mm-hmm. UFOs, conspiracies, death threats. They threaten, Someone threatened to kill him because they don't want because they don't want people to know where the gold went. Oh, when wow. when the surrender was happening at a pat uh, a Patamax, a Potomax, how do you pronounce it? Appomattox. 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 Man, way off. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the gold was stored in a chest. They raided it and took it and fled with it. Wow. Something like that. So hmm. look, look at me. I don't know what I'm talking about, but you can read the story and, and, and you'll figure it out because Shane did a good, did a good journalism there. All right. Synthetic Greed says maybe it's the meetings is either he's trying to limit the amount of leftists that will leave or by the end he will set in stone how to moderate. Some people, some people pointed out that the diverse moderation council is basically him saying to bring conservatives in, which makes sense. He wouldn't need to add leftists to a company that's overwhelmingly leftist. Mm-hmm. He needs to hire independents, libertarians, conservatives. But, like, what do you do? Because if he, if he hires, like, a couple, like, conservative guys, the libertarians are going to be like, come on, dude. You know, it, it, it's like, how do you? I don't know, man. All right, all right. What, what, let's see. Evan Suarez says, congrats, Tim, on enabling violence on Paul Pelosi. The guy was QAnon and a Trumpy. Probably listened to you, Tim. Thanks for your free money. Uh, he was he was registered with the Green Party. He voted Green Party. Just because he's anti-government doesn't make him inherently right or whatever. But uh, if he's Green Party, that is a left position. If someone is a Democrat and is complaining about Democrats and they're saying we want the Democratic Party to be better, but we don't like it, and they believe the government's corrupt, they're still a Democrat. But, I'm, but we made that point because we believe in nuance. That's why we mentioned that uh, the guy was just kind of crazy and all over the place. And it's what we've seen from a lot of these crazies. That is what it is. It won't matter, though, because like you are saying, he was a QAnon Trumpy. That is what it is. And we put leftist because he was Green Party. What are you going to do about it? All right. William Wallace Bauer D. Berkhoven, the third solution for Elon is to use standing legal precedent from when Trump blocked the lady trolling him. They ruled his tweet so important he couldn't block anyone. God will save us regardless. Yeah, you can do that and be like, we have to restore the public forum. So. You know, we'll see. Justin Mondesire says 30 million. I support my family on more than uh, more than 50K a year. 
Most people probably do. I think that's like the median wage. That's why I'm just saying, like, it is shocking to me when I see Trevor Noah make $16 million. It's just absolutely crazy. That's money that just goes to him into his pocket. And I'm like, what does he do with that? You know, $30 million, you could not spend it, like you could not reasonably spend it. There, if, if you have that kind of money, you're probably just like you hired a company to manage your money for you. That's you're, you're at the point where you're so rich, you're like you go to Schwab or something, and you're like, here's money. I don't know, we figure it out. Yeah, give me a four point two percent return on my investment, but that don't. I mean, I'm not a, your money marketer, but I don't. It's BlackRock. If you give it's money weird. that you're giving money to BlackRock, so be be aware. Yeah. Start a company. Start. A- you basically can buy anything you want, whenever, wherever. There is no service. There is there's there's no service like basic service that you cannot have and you don't even need to be that rich to get like the most expensive hotels. Like you go to New York City. We uh, uh, we, we did a really cool party once in New York after an event. And it was like, I think, 10 grand for a, this, this luxury suite to have like a bunch of people in it having dinner and stuff. Ten thousand dollars. It was like thirty five, forty people. We had a bunch of food and drinks and it was an, it was for an event. Ten grand. Very, very expensive. If you're making 16 million a year, you're farting that. You don't even think twice. Like, what do you do with that money? That's it's just it's just mine. It's crazy to me. Mostly, look if you if you run a successful business and you work really really hard, no, oh, I get it. But if you're like a dude who can't get an edit button done in a year on a failing company, that somehow I just it's my it's mind blowing to me. I'd rather the homeless guy had the money. At least he might do something funny like make a pie machine or something, or I don't know, buy himself an infinity pool. All right. So Leigh Cucumber Lime says, okay, Tim, fine, I got you. 2022 remake of the old Brewster's Millions. What was that? It was like a dollar bet or something? What was Brewster's Millions? I don't know. Brewster's Millions. It's, yeah. Sounds familiar. I don't remember what it is, though. It was, it was, was it a movie? It's a movie from yeah. 1985. American comedy oh, yeah. film directed by Walter Hill. Stars Richard Pryor and John Candy. All right, I'm sold. Mm-hmm. What's it about? It was like they made a bet or something. Brewster's Something millions. about a baseball, a minor league mm. baseball player must spend $30 million oh, in yeah. 30 days in order to inherit $300 million. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's not allowed to own any assets, destroy the money, gift it, give it away. The definition, the description right up, uh, right up the alley. Brewster's millions. What would you do with it? Yeah. So you could spend the money by buying property like crazy, but then people don't understand you got to, you got to manage the property. He's also not allowed to tell anyone about the deal. So right. it's. Thirty million in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, that's even that's crazy. And and so one thing you could do is you could uh, go. If I mean, if you can't own assets, yeah, no assets. My recommendation: go to an ad agency and say I've got a thirty million dollar budget for the month and I want to spend it all right now. And they would say we got you, because if if you're looking at putting up billboards in the entirety across the country, you retain nothing from that, and you can easily spend it all if you're hitting every major market. Yep. Yeah, the movie would fail today because you just put it into Facebook ads or something. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Put it on Twitter, thirty million. All anyone sees is your face everywhere, but the money's gone. <laughs> yeah, maybe they maybe they make you spend it over time so you couldn't get it all spent right away. I don't know. They some they do they do put those throttles on a lot of ad spending, particularly for political spending. All right, last last super chat from Raymond G. Stanley Jr. He says, "Holy moly, those fart sounds to that weirdo super chat." That's right. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Do it now. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com. We have members-only exclusive episodes, uncensored, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. You don't want to miss it. So uh, turn the knob up and rip it off. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Gavin, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, follow me on 
Twitter, at Gavin Wax, and thank you guys for having me. Everyone on uh, in the chat's asking if you wax. But that's uh, a separate all, topic. I'm all, just joking. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. My website's LukeUncensored.com. I did a video there titled The Hack That Many People Don't Want to Tell You About. I get into the weeds, the nitty gritty. I've done a lot of work with my own members area. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. Check it out. LukeUncensored.com. See you there. At, I'm Ian Crossland. You can follow me at iancrossland.net uh, or just at Ian Crossland across all social media platforms. Thanks, guys, for tagging me in things you like that you think I would like because I've seen a lot of cool, interesting stuff recently, and especially this topical stuff with Twitter getting bought and everything. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Have a fantastic weekend. And I am at surge.com on Twitter now, which is great. Uh, I'll see you guys around. I'll be in the comments, too. Smash that like button on your way out. Thanks for hanging out. We've got clips going up on this channel all weekend, so don't Mm -hmm. miss them, and we will see you all next time. Cheers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.